0: I'm Patrick Mifflin.
1: I'm Teresa Salmons.
0: I'm Chris Loggi. and I'm Lee Lamb.
1: And uh,
2: technically, E3 is still going on, uh, but we're going to wrap it up uh, for the week, at least as far as our coverage goes. Uh, and uh, seeing as Sunday is Father's Day, we are going to be taking the week end off. Uh, so we'll uh, start fresh uh, the week after that. So, uh, yeah, let's just get into it because we have a lot to cover. And, uh, yeah, let's just get right into wrapping up E3. Uh, So, here we are. Uh, So, basically, where should we start? I think Microsoft is probably... Well, that was the first one that we technically actually cared about. Uh, So, we should probably start there. Yeah. So, what can we say about Microsoft showing at E3? Uh, They definitely focused on games. Uh, I think one of the things that they had been rumored to be doing was they were going to do a big push for X cloud. But I mm-hmm. think after Google Stadia announcement, I think they just decided, you know what? No,
3: <laughs> let's,
2: let's not do that. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to nope my way past that one. Uh, and, uh, so that was uh, a very interesting, uh, little, uh, omission. Um, some people pointed that out as a weakness. Um, I'm not seeing it as a weakness, considering oh. all of the
4: other stuff that they managed to cram into the show. And yeah, what we did learn about XCloud was actually pretty cool.
2: Yeah, uh, on on box streaming, it's basically remote play. To be
0: honest, yeah. yeah.
5: Even my wife was yeah. watching it and was like, "This is actually really cool."
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. When I, when they were talking about that, I was like, "Wait, you're making this a lot more complicated than it actually is." <laughs> yeah. It's like you're describing it the most obtuse way. and It's just saying, "Yo, you can use your." console as to run the games and then you stream it somewhere else. Yeah. It's um it shouldn't not be that creating way. an online server on your console that's you don't do shit with, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well you you well you technically are. I mean eh. yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's one of those things where it's not just before you could do this, but it was only on your local network.
0: Yeah, same uh, network.
2: Yeah. Now this which is, is like pointless. Yeah over oh, going to be if it ever
0: race. worked
2: yeah that's true <laughs> more often than not i got the spinny bar of doom there that just went around and around and never actually did anything um so yeah Uh another thing that we can uh, kind of say about uh well uh microsoft is uh they're definitely pushing forward with uh, their next generation uh it's definitely going to be in t- holiday 2020 unless it gets pushed back even further but uh, I think at this point, it's fairly safe to assume that that's when it's going to launch.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: That would also kind of coincide with the dev kits that have started to go out and with AMD's roadmap for Na- for uh, Navi 20, which is what the uh, those two consoles are going to be using. Um, so, yeah, uh, what, yeah. What I kind of dug, though, was that even though they're moving forward with the next generation, uh, it didn't look at all like they're leaving this one behind.
4: No, and that's a um that's a trap that a lot of companies fall into on E3 when they're rolling out new hardware, they end up dedicating their entire show to that hardware. Microsoft didn't commit that error this year and I was really impressed by that. There's mm-hmm. still plenty in the pipeline for the Xbox One and uh they certainly accomplished their goal of making me feel better about being an Xbox One owner than I was going in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- yeah, with the uh, Scarlet, it, their whole push for that just seemed kind of flat because they could just kind of reiterate a lot of things Sony did, uh, but not really show anything that backed it up. Like Sony had the little demo of Spider Man how, how much that NVMe uh, stuff in there changes the game for how you can uh, stream more of the world at once and make gloating times better. Yeah, that sort of thing. Where here they're just like. It'll be better. It's gonna have like to load be less. Yeah, it's It's like it's just like you guys had the stage to change the conversation in your favor and you just punted it.
3: Yeah.
0: So that's everybody's still talking about PS five and Scarlet gets in there, but there's nothing really unique about their identity for that system.
2: We did see our first ray traced footage from a console game, so there was that. Yeah. Um, whether that was uh, pre-rendered or not, we don't know. Um, but yeah. so we'll have to wait and see about that one. But
4: and none of this is going to matter in a year anyway. No, uh,
2: it's. Yeah. I mean,
4: this is basically like where we
2: were with Project Scorpio when they announced it. It's like, hey, this is a thing we're doing. We'll tell you more when we're getting, when we're ready. Uh, we'll yeah. probably give Eurogamer a box and let them tear it apart because
4: that's what they do. It's their way. Yeah.
2: I, know, I mean,
5: I, I think I was I was pretty impressed with it because I think. I think the impression that I got, especially with the Scarlet announcement, was I think they know exactly where Sony's at, and I think Sony knows exactly where they're at, and so I think part of what they were doing with this, um, with their E3 show in general, sort of, I feel like laying some transitional groundwork. Like, Sony historically, and Nintendo especially, like, the minute that they have a new system out, they, like, just, like, curb stomp their old system. And so I thought it was kind of refreshing that Microsoft was like, yeah, we're not really going to do that. And it, it feels to me like in general Microsoft – Microsoft is starting to move away from the idea of generations in the first place. Like I watched Phil's uh, – interview on giant bomb and they kind of touched on that a little bit um where one of the things they even asked him was about like halo infinite and it was like so you're going to make me pay an upgrade fee if i get it on scarlet or whatever and he was just like no we kind of just believe a skew is a skew. we don't really care where you play the games we just care that you're playing them um and he had also said you know he felt like there was still a future for consoles even with the stuff that they were doing for x cloud and all that all that but the idea was to give people access to their library wherever they are and that Is extremely interesting to me, um, because I don't I'm not always stuck in front of something, you know, with the way that my my life is, and and I also thought the interesting part about it was they could have come out and they could have just you know kind of gone hog wild and said you know here's what Project Scarlet is and all of that stuff, but I think that that would have taken away a lot of the momentum, and crushed a bunch of the games that they pretty much announced for 2020. Like when we're looking at E3 overall, I feel like Nintendo showed up for 2019 and Microsoft showed up for 2020. Um, and Sony didn't show up at all. So, um and I feel like what, if, if Sony had shown up, they would have tried to do something very similar to Microsoft, but I think it would have kind of been overshadowed with just like, where the fuck's the PS5? You know? So I think that was Microsoft's attempt to kind of get ahead of it, to go, yeah, we are working on this. We hear some ideas that we're playing with. But, you know, Phil even said on the on the Giant Bombcast that um, all they really had nailed down was the silicon. Um, and so, you know, everything else is sort of in flux. So I think mean, they're just trying to figure out their price point and everything else like that. But I thought it was – I personally, and I, I, I'm sure you guys probably don't agree, but I felt like this was a big miss for Sony simply because I think the reason Sony didn't show up is they didn't have anything to show that they didn't show last year. And I also think that it's it's – Sony's trying to figure out how to – play up we know they're going to have another console next year and i feel like if they just showed up this way then and and, you know showed off everything they showed last year then people would have walked away really disappointed and the attitude would have been like yeah why don't you just tell us that this stuff is going to be cross-gen whereas i think microsoft already answered that question with scarlet we know everything is going to be cross-gen because we know that's kind of the model that they're going for in the first place sony we know has said there is going to be bc but I haven't, unless you guys have, I haven't really seen any other details. Whereas Microsoft has kind of laid it bare. They know exactly what they're doing here. And so I felt like that was the strength of their conference was, yeah, we are producing something new, but it doesn't invalidate any of the things that we're announcing now.
0: Right. right. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's, it's definitely a nice change of pace from what they did with Project Scorpio where the whole thing when they ended that conference was it's going to do full 4K and it's going to do high-quality VR. And they punted on the VR thing, never even talked about not doing it until after the thing launched. And it's like that was a fucked up thing to do, like be open with people, say, hey, we're not doing this anymore.
3: Yeah.
0: And not expect them to just assume because you haven't talked about it that you're not doing it.
2: Yeah. That is one thing with Microsoft, that they kind of have a problem with uh, messaging, uh, especially like follow through
0: (laughs) messaging.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: like even talking about some of these games here, uh, their whole messaging of like fourteen Xbox game studios titles was technically true, but they stretched it a lot with yeah. what they actually show. Because like, see if these maybe counted, but it didn't actually have anything new. It just showed up in the ending montage.
3: Yeah, DLC, and like
0: there was like there was a DLC for State of Decay, which I don't think anybody realized was what it was or knew that it was out that day hmm. uh, and was, I think part of game pass. I still am not a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah, it is. Cause I, yeah. Cause I uninstalled that game and never paid any more attention to it. Cause it wasn't worth it.
3: Hmm. Uh,
0: but yeah, the, like they stretched some of those things and then I don't think they counted uh, Psychonauts too, because that wasn't technically an Xbox game studios title, but yeah. uh, I was looking at like, there's stuff in, that Age of Empires thing is part of their thing because they started a new studio with Shannon Loftus running it. That's just the Age of Empires studio. Yeah. Which they technically
2: announced that that game has been in development. Yeah. We didn't
0: know anything about that studio. And it's like, that was the first time I noticed, knew that that happened. Hmm. Also weird thing is when they uh, announced this on their Xbox wire, they put the details out. They linked to Shannon Loftus's uh, LinkedIn account, (laughs) which is like, why, why would you do that? (laughs) Like, let people Google her name to find out what she's worked on, yeah. but, like, don't fucking link to their their resume, essentially. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, some of their messaging on some of these games just real weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of one of the things that really kind of bothered me about uh, Microsoft's show. The organization was a little bit irritating, because they, they jumped it around really... to stuff that's already out, and then DLC for this stuff, and then, well, here's some new games, and yeah, no, like indeed. they could have
0: focused on like 2019 games first, and then 2020. Yeah, or maybe focused on the Xbox uh, games first, mm-hmm. the Microsoft ones. Like, hey, here's our 14 games, uh, sort of thing. And yeah, I was looking through all the press conferences, like noting down release dates and all that. And they said 60 games, right? Yeah. Uh, they didn't show 60 games in that press conference. They showed <laughs> like 40. Hmm. Uh, What they did is if you go to Xbox Wire and you go to – there's everything we announced at the Xbox E3 2019 briefing that has uh, most of the games that they showed. There's also the idea at Xbox uh, section of their site that has here's all the idea at Xbox games uh, we're talking about here. And there's your other 20s hidden in there. Yeah, Stuff like – things you might not have seen in there, like Cyber Shadow, which is the new game published by Yacht Club. Uh, oh, yeah. the I th- guys,
2: I think got maybe three frames of uh, that yeah. montage, so...
0: And there's, like, Hyper Dot, uh, let's see, Phoenix Point may not have been there. Hmm. I think it was at one of the... Hmm. They're, like, daily shows sort of thing. But there's, like, uh, let's see... No, it was in the montage. I, I did see it. Yeah, there. like, montage stuff, but, yeah, it's... Wild at Heart, but... yeah totem teller tunic uh unto the end like there's zombie army 4 dead war hmm. it's like some of the stuff just like didn't really show up but once i added like those numbers into it like it finally made it to 60 but it's like you didn't really show 60 games
3: <laughs> yeah
0: in the way people would expect like see if these shows up on this list and it's like you didn't they didn't show that they didn't have anything new like
2: yeah i mean that's already you don't that.
0: get credit that's... for that <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Like, if you're not showing new content... Like, they were showing it as CFD's Anniversary Edition that came out a few months ago.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's like... Yeah, like, some of their messaging was, like, just weird.
3: Yeah.
0: In a way of, like, not having, like, a cohesive message for way that, why they were showing these things the way they were. It's just like, well, we got all these games. Let's put them in there. Yeah. Maybe they used a random number generator
2: to <laughs> order them. Um, they did make a big deal about Fantasy Star Online 2. Uh, mm-hmm. Is, yeah. I, I don't know. It's... It's very it's, weird. It's good, I guess, that it's coming finally. Yeah, but um, not to Europe because somebody's got to get screwed.
3: Yeah, yeah.
5: I feel like that's just Sega not having worked out how they even want to do it. <laughs>
0: but, that could be. Yeah, yeah Microsoft like came the along GDPR. with money,
4: and they said, "Okay, but yeah, you'll you know, localize
0: it, but for a platform that didn't have it originally." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Well, yeah. Again, I was I,
5: I watched that interview with Phil. They asked him about that. Like, well, that was really unexpected. Why fantasy star? And he was like, a ton of the games that are out now that have online play really got a ton of their DNA from the original Fantasy Star online and he was like, It's a shame that not a lot of people realize like the way the Destiny system is set up. Like it's basically a rip off of Fantasy Star. And he was like, I think you know, it'd be something that'd be crazy for American audiences to experience. He because there's a bunch of people out there now that have no idea that fantasy Star did all of this stuff before, you know, something like Destiny did it. And uh, and they they asked him the same thing about, you know, Europe, and he said he couldn't comment on that. That was something that was on Sega. So, you know, we do know that on some of this stuff, Sega is, you know, just depending on who's who's running things, Sega can be pretty obtuse. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it could be part of that too.
0: Yeah, there's an interesting thing Johnny Bomb pointed out, that uh, at the end of their press release email they sent out, uh they say if players still find themselves in need of assistance for their quest, microtransactions are their help.
2: That's that's not helpful. So pay to win. Yay. Yeah. Uh pay for these doublers.
0: Except the game's free to play, so yeah. XP doublers like yeah. Uh I think he also mentioned that they have boobs. Microtransaction boobs. If your character's boobs aren't big enough for you.
1: Oh my god.
0: The can just have like that. these bolt on boobs. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, all, I guess...
5: I'm all about that bolt-on DLC. <laughs> it's
2: like, eh, no thanks. Yeah. Um, so one of the thing that they kind of, well, didn't really talk about in the conference, but came out later, was uh, the uh, last batch of, DL- of BC titles for Xbox One kind of came out. Well, we got Free 2 Human. That's good, I guess. And I yeah. couldn't get it, even though I have a credit card associated with my account. I couldn't, yeah.
0: Yeah, I had to... I had to search for it in the store. Uh when I found that item it asked me to redeem a code to get it. Also the description for the game said download now. <laughs> wasn't anything about the game it's just download now. Yeah, I didn't even have uh, that. Mine uh, I had to go to the website, the old 360 download website. And then there and then it still wasn't available to download it after I purchased it. I had to wait a couple days. Yeah, I couldn't my, get that far.
5: <laughs> my buddy Jason was so excited when he found out they were giving that away. He loves that game.
0: Yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot too, but then we got actual Diablo, and it's like, there's no need for this <laughs> yeah, <basically>. fucking <laughs> dumbass
2: shit. I like it. I mean, I like the setting, yeah. and uh, it's.
0: <laughs> the controls are probably really weird now in 2019. Yeah. Or the gear guy whole, just slides uh, around to attack. Gliding around for no reason.
5: That's why I couldn't get into it in the first place. It was like, Man. holy shit, I don't know how to play this. Yeah.
0: I liked it because I had no framework for what a good loot game was
3: <laughs> at that point. Yeah, so...
5: That one that one really caught me by surprise because we know they can't make money off it because they lost that lawsuit.
2: Yeah.
0: So...
2: Well, yeah. Somebody well, has Felt rights. Nice that doesn't it doesn't exist anymore, so um, there was that whole... Maybe the rights defaulted
0: or... back to Microsoft or something.
2: Yeah, well right. Microsoft technically did retain the IP to it, but you know, they can't make money on on it either. So yeah. Um, yeah. Suit,
0: it's but... like it's like, hey, thank you for supporting our BC, here's too human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first part of a epic trilogy and the best characters not even in the game.
2: And that yeah. you'll never see the rest of because yeah, the yep. developer imploded. Uh, yeah,
5: no, I the, that I did. I am curious to see what they do next. Like, I think that that I personally don't think BC would have come around the way that it did if Microsoft just didn't get their asses handed to them by Sony and they needed to. I think they really needed to get to the point where they had to figure out what can di- differentiate us from our competitors in the same way that Nintendo has always done. So, I'm curious to see how BC continues on on Scarlet because it's something that I just I absolutely love because I just I don't play anything <clears throat> typically right at launch. And I still yeah. have an ass load of games left that I've never even fucking finished, and not having to hook up my three sixty is is nice and just playing around one and then plus, like you know the stuff that they include with the x, like some of those that are enhanced for the x. Oh, my God, they look so good. And it reminds me of that feeling like when you, you get like a new piece of like PC hardware and you play some game that you really liked before and you're like, holy shit, I'm you know, I'm running this game like a fucking monster and everything looks super clean and all of that. Like that was the first time I'd ever experienced that with a console unless you're actually playing a dedicated remake. So I definitely think it's cool what they're doing. I'm really curious to see what it's going to look like going forward. I'm curious if Scarlet will just have – I don't, I think that they're engineering things so that – they uh, BC doesn't require this sort of effort anymore. It's just going to be pop the disc in and you're good to go. Yeah, that's um, what
2: I'm thinking as well because uh, they've done a lot of engineering already. It's, the hooks are in the OS, but all have, of these games had to be manually tuned.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, so. I wonder if they're also doing work on like actually overhauling the entire OS. I wonder if that feeds into it too. Uh, probably, uh, yeah. Because that's definitely a thing they need for next gen is... Yeah, Fucking throw this OS in the trash and do something that actually works and it doesn't make me hate your console any time I ever have anything interesting I want to play on it.
5: Yeah, the lag the lag is really awful. It's well, not even... going to be a problem with an SSD in there, so that part of yeah. is
0: going to be awful. I don't know. It seems like they could figure out how to do that. How to make it laggy, still. Because <laughs> I don't know. Because like, when they announced the, the X, it was like, oh, yeah, there's so much power, it's going to make everything run smoother. And it's like, no, no, it's it's exactly the same. Just not as smooth (laughs) as you want it to be.
5: Yeah, I will say, when I went back to playing the S that we had upstairs, like, the difference between the two was really harsh.
3: Yeah.
5: As far as responsiveness, I was like, oh, this is, this sucks.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah. Just
5: bring back the blades, you cowards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Those are bad, too. Yeah, we don't want blades. Yeah. Those are made for when there were like five games available yeah. digitally
2: uh, what else can we get? so that's basically Microsoft. I think uh, they had a pretty good showing um, yeah it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what new details we get on uh, scarlet going forward, uh, but I also like that uh, anybody that buys an Xbox right now, even if they don't have plans to get the big one you know, when that comes out at the end of 2020. Yeah, they've got a nice library of games that they can play, start playing right now. And if they eventually do decide to buy a Scarlet or whatever they end up calling it, uh, that investment doesn't go anywhere.
5: Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that came out of their their conference for me was, you know, the biggest thing that I've always felt has been an issue for me even when I was broke was like, yeah, I want to get a new system. I want to do whatever. But it was like, am I actually going to have anything to play? And this feels like the – with the exception of back when we switched from the the PS1 to the PS2, I haven't really felt like, oh, I could I could jump into this relatively early and still get something out of it. And, you know, it's hard not to look at, at the presentation, especially with the focus on 2020, where you have, you know, a lot of that stuff coming out early 2020 and going, yeah, I could still buy this in the fall and play all of these things. And that would be cool. That would mm-hmm. make this better as opposed to, you know, what we normally see with the console cycle, which is, I need to wait until like five games that are must plays for me come out to, to buy this thing. Well in this case it's already like, well, you know, there's already a bunch of shit on here that you like. You can take your library forward, why not jump in? Yep. So yeah. that's that's really appealing to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The thing I took away from the conference is it was just an ad for Game Pass, basically.
5: Well
3: it was. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it was...
2: with them, with Ubisoft, with uh well EA has their own. Sony's got Well, they don't have a technically a streaming. They have a streaming service with PlayStation Now, but no, uh, you know, big all-you-can-eat subscription service yet.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. Like, it's pretty good, but also I would never pay full price for it because Microsoft doesn't think it's worth full price. (laughs)
2: Because
0: they constantly put it on sale. Yeah. And it's and they've that's going to require
4: a set, correction sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And they've I don't know. That's they've said
0: would, that I've never played full, it full like a full price leader live
5: either program and,
0: for it. Hmm. Yeah, but they're also Microsoft. They are willing to sink that money in the hopes that you spend more on the actual games and all that. Well, I, de- I, know,
5: I know they have the data to back it up that say the people that try the shit on Game Pass will also tend to buy the games. Yeah, so that
0: I don't do a dollar. It. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool, I don't have to spend any of my actual money on this.
1: Just, yeah, right. It's better but than has-
0: me yeah. yeah.
1: Like, unless we were going to cancel it, then we would buy it for the two games that we play uh, consistently. It's but- like I
0: could sit here and just fuck around in, like, Kingdom Two Crowns and, like, I have to buy this shit. Yep. And like not so, knowing what it was beforehand. Right. So I don't yeah, know see, I think you But
5: yeah. Yeah, see I think I use I think I use ours a little bit differently because I don't particularly care for it. The shit that I I want, I'm going to get. But it, it's been a real boon for my kid because there's a lot of things that he's curious about that right. it's like, oh well, you can just try it on a game pass and then you know, if you like it, just play it. And then I also don't have to really put any money into something that he may like you know, for two weeks. It's which like is, a which is really, really,
1: nice. It's like a really convenient, no travel required library card. Really. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah. It it also brings out some real bad habits in me of like, oh, I've played this for three hours. I've got an experience. even though I want to play it more. I just move to the next thing and never come back. Well, <laughs> I. And it's like <laughs>
1: you
0: know, there are games that I, like I would like to go. Wow, finish, but. <laughs> Also, I just don't go back to it for some reason. Uh, not because it's bad or anything; it's just like there's so much coming out. Well, sometimes yeah, it's just hard to go back. Yeah,
5: I think I think what's, thing. what's even crazier about a lot of this too is the the Game Pass for PC. I'm really curious to see how that evolves because I feel like yeah. anybody that's jumping into that is probably, you know, if you, if you're if you're going to be a PC gamer, right? Like I feel you're going to definitely have some sort of library as it is. And when I was looking over that library, there wasn't really anything that I hadn't gotten from like Humble Bundle or, you know, just and that's something I yeah. subscribe to. Yeah, like, I use that. I, I literally got almost everything that they they advertise. So with the exception of the Microsoft stuff, it's like there's nothing here that really interests me, which then brought me to an interesting point because it was like if I have Game Pass anyway, then I can play the Microsoft stuff on PC anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah. who are who are they really targeting with this? And I feel like it was just one of those things to see if it'll work, and they can use it as a proof of concept to then go to developers and go, "Look, we have X amount of subscribers into this thing. Yeah. You should really come join us and put your games on this." Like I feel like that's yeah. the, that's the point of it is to get, and I think that's why, like, I think that's why they're offering it for like you know. The first month is a dollar and things like that because then they can boost those numbers up and then that's how you can have conversations with developers to go, you should come over and and put your shit on Game Pass.
1: I mean, it wasn't just the first month is a dollar. It was – That conversion rate insane. Yeah, Yeah. I'm up through August 2022 for a (laughs) dollar. Yeah, same here.
0: Yeah, I got bamboozled on that because it was free through the Insiders program
3: Yep,
1: and I didn't
0: really realize what exactly was going to go on. Oh, shit. And so now it extended mine from ending, both ending uh, during the summer to ending at the end of the year. But then when those $1 things came out, it's like, uh, can I just extend it for a dollar for a month? Because it shows up as like, oh, when your subscription ends, you'll get charged a dollar kind of thing. And it's like, uh, it'd be really nice if I could do this. But also, they broke the ability to actually extend Mm -hmm. time on it at some point, at least an insider program version of it.
1: Oh, see we
0: were so if you had like a three month card for like gold, you couldn't extend it with that. It was unusable. They told you like up front, like, yeah, don't use that stuff first before you do any of this. I was like, well I don't have it so I don't have to worry about that. Uh,
3: Uh, that But yeah also
0: But yeah the also the part of the the whole Game Pass Ultimate deal is that it gets you into it so that you're like, Well I got this on PC, let me see what they got. Yeah, and,
5: no, I, yeah. I think I think it's brilliant, especially with the extension. I know there was, a you know, reading forums and stuff like that, a bunch of people were going out and buying, like, three years of Xbox Live so mm-hmm. that they could convert it and become Ultimate. And the thing is, is yeah, those, those people might not generate money for you for the first, you know, year, two years, whatever, how long they extended it. But I think they're also hoping to position themselves to where it – to me, it feels like the same way that they did Xbox Live back in the day. Like, yeah. we're going to get you in the door – and then you're gonna realize that you really like this thing, and then that's where we're gonna fucking get you. Now, personally, I'm not paying fifteen dollars a month for fucking anything. Like I don't even care. like I'm not doing that. So when my shit runs out, I'll go back to like gold or I'll buy Game Pass when I can get it on sale. Like when I could get a year for sixty bucks, that was worth it to me. I'm not gonna pay ten dollars a month for $10.
1: I don't know that you'll be able to go back. Yeah. because was, oh. it, like, uh, kind of not grayed out, but my gold membership was just, like, with big.
3: big, yeah, <laughs> I no, don't know, something
1: so of those that, that yeah. was one of those things
5: that I was looking at, and apparently some people had reached out to Microsoft and just said, so what happens when? And once your shit expires, you have the option just to go back and do gold if you want to. Oh, okay.
0: okay. Yeah, so, and I've been using the Xbox app, the new one they put out, and it's certainly an improvement on the Windows Store app because uh, anything should be. <laughs> uh, but it's real bare bones like yeah it's- i can go look at like the all games but i can't sort it by alphabetically or uh, not everything that's in it's in the game pass has uh xbox live achievements no. and so you if you want to find out what it does and obviously you assume that anything microsoft put on there uh is gonna have it but you no. have to go look at it click on it and like okay scroll down capabilities single player no. fuck no achievements i have to go back And it resets you back to the top of the page. So if you have to be like, okay, where was that at on this page? Okay, let's look at this next one. And look down and be like, fuck. Go back and just do this over and over again. It's like, this is terrible. What the fuck? You can't sort it by like, hey, show me all the stuff that has achievements. Uh, You can kind of go to the store, and I think they have a section for Xbox Live games. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily have achievements either. It just means they use some of the Xbox Live features. All yeah. Right. See, I,
5: I the other thing I'm looking at with this is I think that this is also Microsoft looking to make the Xbox name synonymous with PC, like not just PC mm-hmm. gaming but gaming in yeah. general. Like this is them going out to, trying to get rid of the stink of like the micro or the you know the games for Windows 10 and that bullshit. Yeah. You know,
0: mm-hmm. you know it also doing, just really. creates it creates kind of the weird thing of like, okay, it's on Xbox Game Pass for PC or Xbox Game Pass for Xbox, which is a dumb thing to say, uh, and it's like.
5: Well, they definitely yeah. have naming problems. I mean, that digital system that came out fucking abbreviates to Xbox SAD. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. Sade. <laughs> no, the Xbox yeah, SAD right. edition.
5: Yeah, the X, it's the Xbox One S all digital. But yeah, edition. also so looking Xbox at some of these SADs. games,
0: it mentions, like, Xbox Cloud Saves specifically. So it's like, okay, so uh, for games that might be on both but don't have cloud support, like, I have to start over on PC. Like that's fucked, mm. and it's like I kind of wish they had had some baseline rules for compatibility with their console versions that got them onto here yeah. for the stuff that's on both.
2: We'll sort that stuff out. I mean, cause yeah, the, mm. the cloud save yeah. stuff, like uh, with Microsoft's own stuff, is usually pretty good. Uh, yeah, like you know forza i was moving between xbox one and pc yeah. think, regularly so
5: and that shit syncs that. up really well yeah, yeah and we also yeah. we we cross No, it's still xbox to xbox but you know we have we have an x upstairs and an x downstairs and we're constantly jumping in between those and there's never any issues with save syncing or anything else like that this is one of those this is one of those times where i feel like uh Microsoft being a software developer really works out because I think they're able to, especially with things like Azure and stuff server side and they, you know they know what they're doing. So
3: yeah.
5: I think they'll I think yeah. they'll get that shit figured out. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah. It's just it's just a weird setup and just not letting me be able to sort this stuff just Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, still I could do that on the Give Windows app.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so let's move uh, on to Bethesda, because uh we got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, uh, Bethesda's conference, I guess I could say, was about as safe as you could play it. Um, yeah, you know they they showed off all their you know known properties. You know, they, they showed mm-hmm. the Fallout. They showed the the Skyrim's. I uh, had oh, yeah, the. Yeah. What was it? The
0: Commander Keen. Yeah, which mm-hmm. that
4: pissed me off. The roller coaster that for, whole thing. Then, oh, God, damn it's it. a mobile game. Mm. I,
0: I loved the Wolfenstein
5: announcement just because that guy was like tripling down on like we should shoot Nazis in the face <laughs>
0: yes, yes. it's been know. a consistent message of theirs I, yeah. I, yeah
5: I know it has but it's just funny like seeing that like doubled down on like I really just wanted him to make a comment about very fine people and I would have
0: said they would have won well easily. their Twitter account <laughs> trolls up people constantly Yeah, like in the lead up to Wolfenstein 2 where people are like uh, mad about it. It's like, if you're mad about somebody shitting on Nazis, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, what are you <laughs> doing? Yeah. Uh, like, reassess what exactly you're doing here.
5: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious, actually, That speaking of all that stuff, I'm actually really curious, uh, I thought Doom looked fantastic, um, but I'm, I'm actually really curious about Wolfenstein, because I haven't really played any of the the newer ones. I was actually planning on getting yeah. into them this weekend, because I, I, I have good. them. Yeah, I have yeah. them. I've had them both for a while, but... Um, I like I. One of the things I'm noticing now, uh, it's a lot easier for me to to figure out time to play when I'm doing it with somebody else. So being able to like go through like a campaign like that with, with a friend will be uh, a much easier schedule thing, I guess, for me. Yeah. So the idea that you like, oh, you can go through as these two fucking twins and just straight up murder some fucking Nazis,
0: like that's yeah, a, that's the, a damn good the thing. I night, heard man, about yes. that game that they didn't show in that trailer at all is that it's actually a comedy game kind of Mm. because the two girls are kind of uh on this like ragtag quest to save their dad or find out what happened to him and they are causing lots of mischief as well as killing nazis but uh jeff gerson was talking about that like how weird it was the presentation he had during judges week versus what they were showing there Mm. and what he played and it's like yeah it's actually pretty funny and uh, silly in the way it does things. What are the. I mean, are the reboot
5: of
4: Wolfenstein always has drawn from Inglorious Bastards.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, are the, newest, are the newer Wolfensteins not Because the original Wolfenstein was funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's name is like, what is it? BJ Blakowski or some shit? Blaskowitz? Yeah, Blaskowitz. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fucking on the nose. But I
0: think it's even more of a, a funny thing, uh, especially because it's set in the 80s and they play off of that whole yeah. yeah, oh, idea, okay. so. Yeah. yeah, these like teenage girls in the '80s uh, in a free country, hmm. essentially, or no, going to France, so where it's Nazi country. Yeah. Uh, so,
2: uh, what else do we see there? Well, Doom Eternal and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: Give me that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, One of those things, though, that
5: begs the question with Doom Eternal: like, do we really need like lore and Doom? Uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm not, not saying I'm against it, but it's one of those things like where I think about it. it's the same way like I don't really need to know where the Joker came from. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm the same thing with like hell,
3: yeah.
5: like they're fucking demons. Like, but again, I, I haven't played 2016, so you know, I could be.
0: Isn't that basically the plot of Doom Two? Yeah,
2: pretty Did you go to hell? Yeah, uh, well, you go to hell in the first one, and then you come oh, yeah. back from hell, and then
0: you go to Earth. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I that game to me like just seeing that demo they did during the press conference was like. Okay, this is fucking emerated ratchet and clank essentially, which is where I'm like are all in on this.
3: <laughs> I need to be playing
0: some uh, Doom pretty soon.
2: Yeah, yeah, the uh, arcade mode in that. Doom 2016 is fun. Just, just complete stupidity, and I love it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, And the thing they, yeah, it was fun watching the giant bomb talk about this because Jeff knew all these details that uh, he couldn't talk about until after the the press conference ended, hmm. and so he's like. You know, if you're playing this on the keyboard, you know, uh, shift might do something like dash, and that would like feed into the whole platforming part of the game, (laughs) Uh, like doing your double jump whiles dash to get you extra distance on that stuff.
3: Yeah.
0: But also, like, there is a whole mechanic of setting the enemies on fire, and that changes the stuff they drop when you kill them. Hmm. Like there being different elements to that, like where you're playing, like a resource mechanic uh, aspect to the how you're doing things. Yeah that changes how you you know approach combat beyond just shoot them until yeah. they're dead. Which is, which is valid as well. You can, yeah. you can do that. Too. Yeah. I think there's the same thing with like Wolfenstein is there's very much like resource mechanics in it that changes how you approach combat beyond just, you know, point the gun at the dude and pull the trigger. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Rage two, I think it's uh, doing that sort of stuff as well. So it's, it seems like a, a running theme in Bethesda's games lately. Um, uh, uh, then we had, uh, let's see, let's let's talk about uh, Fallout seventy six. Because uh, Todd Howard awkward showed up on stage, didn't yeah, really look like he awkward. wanted to be there. Uh, and uh, then then you know somehow they decided that uh, the best way to fix Fallout seventy six would be to add battle royale to it.
0: Yeah, it actually works. I was not going to well. make it any worse. Well, no. Yeah, I've been uh, playing some of that, and it's actually pretty fun. That's yeah. a ridiculous thing.
5: Uh, I had a voucher for Fallout 76 that I got with my ex, and I don't know where the fuck it is. And I don't feel bad about not having it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and I and love yeah, it's, Fallout. It's kind of what you expect as a battle royale game, uh, but having like the Fallout aspect of it's set in like a specific part of the map.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, and the and as you probably saw, like there's a giant wall of fire that's the outskirts of this map.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, and you're kind of going around. Uh, looking in different buildings and just finding the, you know, the, the chest or whatever that has items in it. Yeah. There's nothing really laying around too much. Uh, and you're kind of getting, you know, better guns to carry with you, but also have, uh, the weight limits attached to that as well. It keeps you from getting too much, just carrying all the things. Uh, so there's some points where I had to just drop stuff and be like, all right, I don't need, you know, six guns and, four different armors. (sighs) I just need the one because I'm going to get shot here pretty soon anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter.
4: is one of my most hated mechanics in video games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it's... Yeah, it's one of the first things I mod out. Yeah, but I think it works in like this kind of game because uh, you kind of don't want people just carrying a bunch of shit uh, in a in a way that that's like one person has all the cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, because it just kind of limits uh, what the other players can do, and kind of makes for a worse experience when there's not there's not a shit ton of items all over the map, as far as I can see in this. But yeah, it's it's pretty fun. the The only problem is that the Fallout's never been a shooter game.
5: No. Yeah, I was say when I think of Fallout, I'm not like, man, this is uh, some tight control. Yeah. So shooter. whenever,
0: yeah, I was. I don't know if I just didn't have the right gun or whatever, but. Whenever I came up against other enemies, it didn't feel great to shoot them. In the same way that kind of in the, the regular game, you have VATS essentially a lock-on system. Yeah. And I was kind of expecting that to come into that. But yeah, yeah, so is
5: this VATS not there?
0: Uh, as far as I could see, maybe I just didn't have, didn't understand the mechanics as well as I uh, would have liked. But
5: well, yeah, uh, I feel like VATS would break that kind of thing. Yeah, uh,
0: Vats
2: is gone in Fallout seventy six.
0: Yeah, like it's a lock on mechanic. That's essentially it's not. It doesn't slow anything down really. Yeah. It's more of just a thing that makes it easier in a live uh, action environment to, uh, you know, deal with uh, people coming at you or enemies coming at you. Yeah. Well they
2: also announced um, the return of NPCs yeah So wait a minute there's no
5: NPCs wait, in it in well, weren't no. they
4: treating the lack of NPCs like a feature
5: they last were. year
0: yes <laughs>
3: <they>, it's <was laughs> more like
0: <laughs> it's yeah, more like that they me. essentially have audio audio logs uh, from all audio people, logs but, all over the place yeah. that oh, eat a dick Bethesda yeah <laughs> So yeah, like the, Congratulations, Cheers.
5: we're putting back some shit that we should have never taken away. You guys, cheer!
2: <laughs> they did that. Yes. And uh-huh. then at the yeah. same time, it's like, well, they're uh, you're basically the first ones that you know are leaving the fault. So chances are, it would be. Pretty oh, that's pretty, original. Yeah, you probably wouldn't see very many people anyway. Uh, yeah. So that was John Murray's excuse, too. So, uh, but yeah.
5: See, and that, you know what's so stupid about that is that it takes away one of the neat things about Fallout, for me at least, is that you can encounter almost anything with the way that they've set the world up. And so to, to remove that and have it be like, you know, like, what was it? Was it in three? Remember you found that fucking colony of children?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Like, and they kicked people out once they got to a certain age? Like you would, uh, uh, that's the most unique stuff with with Fallout. Finding a super mutant that's fucking intelligent and all of that. Like, yeah. so I'm gonna be like, well, there's just nothing out here, guys, but fucking sand and radiation. Like, oh yeah, that's real fucking interesting.
2: Yeah, well, so seventy six was basically a Fallout game that didn't do any of the things the Fallout games did well. So yeah, what was it was kind
0: thing? of a kind of just an online survival game.
2: Yeah, uh, in, in a time when online survival games are kind of meh now, anyway. So it's yeah, not really. A,
0: not really. Yeah. Much it definitely had some issues, but it seems like they're trying to get that back on track and get it more like what people want, like out of an online Fallout game. Yeah, maybe it'll which yeah, it's it. good that they're working towards that because yeah. they kind of had some similar issues with like Elder Scrolls Online when that launched, where it kind of felt like they were making like a first-person WoW,
3: hmm.
0: and people were like, "We don't want that. We go play WoW if we want WoW." We want, you know, an online Elder Scrolls game. Hmm. And they work towards it and got it there.
5: Now I need to see if I can find this damn voucher. because I'm fucking really curious. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's, it's I mean,
2: it's, it's worth trying. It's just for curiosity's yeah. sake. And
0: There's a free figured. trial going on till the 17th, I think. Yeah, you can just download it. But oh, the voucher.
5: Well, now, now I guess end, I'm sitting here thinking, where the fuck is that voucher? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's probably sell. a box for your ex somewhere. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's contrast uh, Todd Howard's appearance to uh, uh, Ikumi Nakamura, who is uh, obviously did want to be there. Yeah,
4: and uh, has become the internet's favorite
1: presenter. Yeah,
2: can, can we just have like two hours of her next time? Cause, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, she was so genuine, really. Yeah, you it, know,
2: it was great. To, it was great to see, and uh, the game that she showed off, Ghostwire Tokyo, was
4: uh, looking pretty awesome. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's
2: got my attention anyway.
4: Shinji Mikami working on a game that is not survival horror. Yeah, imagine that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Though she is the the director for that game.
4: Yeah. Well, isn't
5: Mikami working on it? He's though? like
0: producer. Yeah, he's
5: a oh.
4: producer. But
0: yeah,
2: he's at the office doing.
5: Yeah, he's probably going to get credited as that dude.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Bethesda, it's. You know everything that you would expect from Bethesda um, yeah. didn't really show anything next gen, which was kind of surprising. But,
0: yeah, uh, but I think they're trying to stay with what they've got in the near future. Yeah, I also
2: think Microsoft yeah. probably said, "Hey, no, guys, it's it's too early. Don't uh. yep
4: yeah.
0: don't blow your load." Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. It was weird. You gotta have a show next year. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it was kind of weird looking through their stuff and realizing. Uh, how much they just didn't really put dates on things.
3: Yeah.
0: So I think Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop just didn't have dates on them.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's like, that was kind of a thing I saw a lot in this uh, at E3 here was like a lot of stuff like, hey, we're working on this thing. What's going on? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why are you announcing it then? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, also like Deathloop is like confirming that like the the time loop mechanic is a, a tr- big trend right now with Outer Wilds uh deathloop 12 minutes uh there might been one or two other games out there it's like all right this is a pretty cool mechanic uh way to design your game around if you have uh the chops to back it up yeah well, there's a groundhogs groundhogs day game so that yeah
2: game. that too yeah so uh okay so ubisoft uh personally i think there were too many tom clancy games uh there were four of them uh well uh, two of them were already out but so we got two new ones um, yeah, yeah, it's But none very, of them
4: yeah. seemed like second stringers. Like there there wasn't a hawks there, there wasn't you know, end war or some shit like that. They were all Yeah. Uh, yeah main they were all legitimate all attempts. Yeah. 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 Stuff
0: that filled a a segment of their market.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I I'm actually I'm pretty interested in uh in the new ghost Recon Because I felt like the one thing that they were really gonna fuck up was getting rid of the AI people because that, that's something that's really fun in wildlands mm-hmm. and so the fact that they actually legitimately listen to people like yeah okay we're gonna put the ai ai companions back into this so it's just not you have to be online to play with somebody or you're just gonna get fucked mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool and i'm, I'm curious frankly because i'm a fan of the guy i'm really curious to see how uh john bernthal is in uh in those games. Because um, I think he's I think he's a fantastic actor and just the stuff that we saw, I'm really curious. I like the whole premise behind it, I think is really interesting. So
3: Yeah,
0: his dog was a nice bonus to that show.
5: Man, dude, that was a hella good trained dog. You fucking put my dog out in front of a group of people, he'd lick everybody in the fucking audience. <laughs>
3: yeah. You know? Yeah. Like
5: and he was just like see so was like, sit your ass down. I was like, alright, cool. <laughs> Do you want me to sit right here? I'm gonna sit right here, right here. Your feet,
3: feet? Yeah.
2: All right, I'm on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there was that. Uh, naturally, they announced uh, their subscription service, Play Plus. Uh, Fifteen yeah. bucks a month. That's
0: that's a bit much. No, for that's
2: uh, Just Ubisoft yeah. games.
0: Yeah, it's a PC only service, so you actually get quite a bit uh, for their all their backlog on PC.
2: Yeah, backlog, uh, which is get their 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 yeah, uh, get their PC stuff uh, coming out so. with
0: all the DLC too. Yeah.
2: Uh n- another thing that uh wasn't really mentioned in the announcement was that Uplay play plus uh also applies to Steam. Uh so okay. you don't have to use Uplay. Play. Um,
4: huh. Okay, so we just lampooned that for nothing during the press conference.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh no, it's still totally it it's still a piece of crap, but it's less of a piece of crap than it used to be. Um I mean, it's usable now. And uh, there were a few other good games that I saw. Uh, they ended off with uh, Gods and Monsters, which um, in no way resembles Breath of the Wild. No, not at all. No.
0: But I'm into it.
4: Yeah, I'm completely feeling that. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. It's always nice when Ubisoft lets their devs work on new things. Yeah. I just right. like, hey, let's do another sequel to Ghost Recon. Oh uh, well, this time, it's, uh, it's, it's another Watch Dogs.
2: Yeah, we saw another Watch Dogs, and... Um... Holy crap, it looked good. <laughs> yeah. It did look
5: good. I'm real curious to see how it's going to play out, though, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I was sitting... My son had surgery on Monday, and we were watching the Ubisoft press conference, and he was kind of drugged up, and we both lost our shit at that grandma trying to climb over the fucking <laughs> railing. Like yes. Oh, my
3: God.
5: Like, I was sitting there watching that, and I was like, you know what? I will I will probably buy this game just to play with her. Like, <laughs> just like the idea. Like, she's just all of these old grandma rolling up and fucking wrecking people, man. Just in- <laughs> She I mean, the, couldn't get the over the fucking... The gameplay trailer
4: revealed that she was a retired assassin.
5: Yeah. So. Oh, man, that shit. Because at first I felt like it was a little too, like, cheeky. When you had, like, the British guy, like, "What are well, we going to do that innit? And then, you know, then here comes Grandma trying to get over the fucking railing. And I was like, at first I was like, this doesn't look interesting. And then she tries to hop the railing and shoots people in the face. And I'm like, wow, you have my attention.
4: <laughs> so... More <of> that, please.
5: <laughs> exactly. Well, because it was just so unexpected. Because, like, you know, so so many times in these kinds of games, it's, you know... It's a male power fantasy basically and so not only is that like the exact opposite, like you're someone's grandmother and you're like shooting people in the face. There's just something about that that I find absolutely hysterical and also really, really intriguing. So uh, I definitely dug that. That's actually probably why. All of her takedowns were golden. They were, they were hysterical, mm-hmm. but the thing that just set it off for me was her trying to climb over that railing, because <laughs> it was so fucking slow, and, like, you think about, like, any of these games, you are trying to sneak up on somebody, and it's like, you gotta move fast, you gotta do this, and even just with Ubisoft's history of, like, sneaking, Splinter Cell, all that other shit, and here comes Grandma, like, oh, I got this, they got, just give me a minute, as soon as I get over this rail, I'm gonna fucking murder you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it's just yeah. fucking hilarious, she fucks them up, so, yeah, I... I I did not. I played through the first Watch Dogs like maybe 15 hours, and it was just generic shit. I never played two because of it.
0: Yeah. Two was um, really good. I heard, yeah, no, I did hear two it's, was good. I, it's very much I, like I was, a le- more lighthearted thing that plays off that really well. Yeah,
5: yeah I, I think for me, more it's just I have open world fatigue. Like mm. I'm just, it's yeah. just getting really old. So that was one of those things where it just didn't I have it? I just haven't played it. But I'm actually tempted to kind of because I did hear it was at least a funny game. So I'm tempted to go back and just check that out just to kind of prep for this. Because yeah, I'm I'm definitely in it for somebody's murderous grandma. I think that's hysterical. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did see one thing that was interesting about that game. Uh, so uh, I think the director, whoever was doing the interview, said basically uh, there's no dogs in this because we w- we didn't want to have strays running around. Like in a very kind of sad way. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Which is kind
0: of interesting because, uh, it's really don't hesitate to do that in, uh, the division
3: or yeah. division two. Yeah, Where
0: there are dogs going around, you have no way of really interacting with them. Mm. Uh, which I kind of liked, uh, sometimes just running up on a dog and just seeing them, oh, you just taking a shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, all it's right. like you
4: feel better now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great job pooping!
4: Yeah. <laughs> Get
2: that XP. I
5: yeah. think uh, so. I think they I think, they've, I think they're just firmly in their lane. Yeah. You know that's that's what it looks like. Actually, I think that's probably the the best way you could describe this show in general. Is everybody's kind of like firmly in their lane. Like I, I didn't I didn't see much that surprised me, frankly.
2: Well, there's a uh, division yeah. movie, and then there's also that Mythic Quest TV show that
5: they're doing for Apple. Yeah. That actually looks funny. Like Yeah, it does. I'm, i that was one that was a kind of a surprise for me. I was curious about the that um you know, like that definitely seems like that could be something like the guild but with a higher budget. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm curious to see how that'll work out. I was also I also thought the division movie was interesting because of who's attached to it. It's Jake Gyllenhaal. Remember last time he worked with Ubisoft?
3: Uh-huh.
5: We got yeah. that Prince of Persia movie with, with the white boy.
2: Yeah. Which um, so. that, that didn't go so well um and then so, and then uh let's see we had uh that assassin's creed movie so so that went well for them too
5: yeah um, yeah and uh, the other thing is to be fair the assassin's creed movie should have been a lot better like yeah. the entire premise of assassin's creed is that, like, there's this machine that lets you basically live through people's memories that's awesome
0: yeah you gotta yeah. fuck that up
5: you know yeah
0: well they made the machine give you an anal probe to get it into exactly. the past exactly <laughs> it's, it's, yeah
5: what did have They did have Michael it F. It like goes Asbender.
0: right into the base of their yeah. spine, something like that, so it looks like it's just sticking it up your ass. Yep. <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, that makes sense. Michael F. Assbender was in it, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: all right, so it be soft. Um, pretty straightforward. Some stuff that we liked. We'll move on to uh, Square Enix, who had a hell of uh, a out this year.
5: Man, dude, so one thing I just want to say before we get into the nuts and bolts of that shit I had to mute that fucking stream because the people that were on it were so fucking obnoxious like it was just like hi guys we're square enix
3: <laughs> and
5: hey we're here to show you some games Yeah, and oh look we're about to announce it <laughs> like shut the fuck up
4: No, there are definitely drawbacks to having too hot of a crowd yeah, and,
0: yeah. And, that was um, definitely probably like, Bethesda's show
5: it was just like I don't know like Look, don't get me wrong. I don't have anything, any, any issue with people getting hyped about shit and, and all of that. But the one thing that I guess just stuck out to me, and I, and I guess maybe I'm sensitive to it because I see this shit with my kid. But like, there's just this whole generation of streamers where their big thing is I'm going to scream as loudly as possible over this thing. Yes, and that's that's what's exciting. And it's like, oh my god, what is wrong with you? And, and it, and it just makes thing. you want to shiv everyone in the room. Exactly, and it, and it felt like the entire. Press conference for Square was filled with all of those people. Yes, and it was like you know you could hit this building from orbit, and I don't think we would lose anything of value. <laughs> and that's such a horrible thing for me to say. I know. Yeah,
0: it kind of right. reminded me of like what you would expect out of like the crowds at like an ECW show back in the day,
5: right? Just exactly. Just people going
0: nuts. Hmm. Yeah,
5: and I just that was just something like so. Yeah, we were we were watching it, and I just I muted it. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Like, it was just it was fucking weird. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm also just getting old, but that's the thing. It did strike me as that whole bullshit with, like, this sort of weird streamer culture. It's like, let's scream about it. No, it I, I saw, I saw it a video makes me today. want to clean
4: house, too. Yeah, I saw a video
5: today um, that Todd McFarlane posted up because they announced Spawn and Mortal Kombat, and it was just people reacting and screaming at the top of their lungs. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, one dude jumped out of his fucking chair and knocked some shit over. Like, really, dude? Yeah,
0: really? Yeah, like, that whole bit for Life is Strange where they're showing just... They put uh, review quotes for episodes alongside oh, people just doing their stupid. reaction videos. And it's like, like, no, they're not the same. And also, these don't really add anything other than, good job, these people reacted to your game. And yeah. and right. it's like, you're not even announcing like the next episode or anything right. new. It's just like, hey, check out our thing, which, yeah, cool. Yeah. Just make a good trailer, like show off the cool moments uh yeah those exactly first few episodes
5: and i and i guess the reason that i also bring that up is because i feel to me even when it's like multiplayer or whatever like gaming in general is still a very personal experience for me so yeah. i'm not one of those people that goes out and not just gaming it's everything like i'm not very i was when i was younger but i'm not very interested in what other people think about the things that i like I, what yeah. they think doesn't really matter to me what i what matters to me is what i think so like like when um we saw this shit happen a bunch with game of thrones where it'd be people be watching game of thrones in a bar with like a shit ton of people and they just be reacting to like whatever happened and i'm like how the fuck could you do that like i don't know you know and it's it's the same kind of thing here like where people are just losing their shit over whatever and like and don't get me wrong again pat knows this i come from the fucking fighting game community there's something awesome about being in a in a in a in a group of people that are like minded as you, when something yeah. exciting happens. But this was this was going way over that. It wasn't so just stupid. as exciting. It's just, it's like they just got a bunch of people. It's and just doing like a developer sanctioned just reaction screaming. video. Yeah, it just it was yep. so bizarre to me. Yeah, and it took away like I noticed it a bit in Bethesda's, but like Square Enix's yeah. stuff was just beyond the fucking pale. Yeah, at,
0: and, at least like Bethesda when they do their like human videos, it's usually not like oh, yeah, look how extreme their reactions are. There's just, like, nice people just talking about, like, yeah, I was in a dark place, and I played Elder Scrolls Online to help me kind of center myself. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's
5: cool. Exactly. But, yeah, that was that was just, anyway, not to not to derail, but that was just yeah. something that really just bothered me. It's one of the things about gamer culture yeah. in general that's really starting to piss yes.
0: me off. One thing like, I just like, remembered about the, stop Ubisoft, about the Ubisoft press conference, we didn't get their canned, like, multiplayer co-op demo, no, and they've done which, almost every year. Yeah, we which did. I appreciated. it. Which yeah,
5: good. Part, like, so Jessica, you're going to go over there, right, and get the thing? I sure am, Bob! No. <laughs>
2: no. Yeah, so. Okay, so they had games. Uh, good games. Yeah. They had uh, games out the ass. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, okay, we got yeah. actually our, our first, like, real honest-to-goodness like, look at the game. Yeah. Uh, a couple of us are I'm, out. I'm just I'm
5: like play mm-hmm. play here. I'm kind of iffy on that. Like on one hand I'm like it looked like they at least had some sort of feeling of of uh turn-based combat that in sort of a mix like it, it was like,
4: the half-hearted I, way that um, the way it was with fucking uh, Final Fantasy 15.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well here's the thing my I guess my big my big fear was that it was going to be Kingdom Hearts combat. Like, let me just smash this button over and over again. And it didn't, it didn't yeah. look like that, which is good. But I also think the other thing, you know, a lot of people were excited. They were like, oh, it's got to release it, Yeah, but it's just the first part. Yeah, you it's know? the Midgard
3: part. Yeah, if it's Midgard yeah
5: and part so that's something else too with, with Square Enix's track <laughs> record. Like, is this something that I, that I really want to invest in? Because, you know, I might not play the, the next version of this. Well, Until the next of it'll be on the PlayStation Five, by this right? One. Exactly, yeah. right. and So then, that's one of those things that also makes me think about: um, Is my save going to carry over? Like, mm-hmm. should I, you know? And they're saying it's going to come on PlayStation first, but uh, Sony's got a shit track record for this. You know, like that's so. Yeah, it, it looked fucking fantastic, and the the it's like as far as the way that it looked. Not that I was actually yeah. intrigued by the way that it played, but the other thing that was really interesting to me, and I, I read some different uh, different perspectives on it. Um, cause again, I don't really care what people think. I was looking for more for like the details of, you know, some of the stuff they might have seen that we didn't see in the videos. And, uh, one of the things that they talked about, I think it was on Kotaku. They said one of the things that actually impressed them about it was that it felt like a lot of the earlier stuff in Midgar was really, really fleshed out. And so it added, you know, a level of context and, and, you know, kind of yeah. dug the minutia of what Midgar, uh, might actually be like. And I think that's really, really fucking interesting because I think Midgar is yeah. one of the most interesting places that's doesn't take the time
0: games. And you exactly
5: you just blow through it.
0: Like it's like, like oh, here's this cool like futuristic cyberpunk city, looking thing that's kind of in a hellhole because yeah. the poor are stuck exactly you know, in the lower levels and the rich. <laughs> now let's go to the world now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, hey, here here's Cloud cross dressing. Isn't that funny?
3: Yeah, I
0: want to see how that. Translate twenty some years later.
5: Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah. Th- so the idea that they're going to at least go to Midgard, I think, is actually yeah. really neat, um, and and kind of dig that out. But it is one of those things that makes me, with their track record, with Square's track record, is this something I want to jump in on and just and end up getting fucking George R. R. Martin because it's going to take him fucking eight years to do the next part. You know, exactly. Really well, it's already
2: taken it. him thirteen years to get this far. So, well, well exactly. So well, I've, no,
4: because they didn't start it when. Um, when they did the Square or the PS3 tech demo, they just said, "Yeah, it's just a tech demo," and that was their story, and they stuck to it for years. Hmm. I imagine the project actually started somewhere around the 2015 announcement.
0: Hmm. Yeah, when they took it back from CyberConnect, yeah, I guess when they started sort of this whole version
3: yeah.
0: a few years ago. Yeah. Well, and at least I will I will give
5: them credit. It seems like since they've gotten the bigger games off of their back like Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, it seems like they whatever management issue they were having over there, they seem to have sort of figured out. So, yeah. maybe something'll come out quicker. Like I'll be I'll be honest, the biggest surprise of the show for me was that game getting a date. That was the one thing yeah. I did not expect to happen. I just figured it would just be like everything else where it's like, "Hey, we'll show you something else cool." Uh, but, you know, this thing's not going to come out for five or six fucking years. So the fact that they were like, hey, you know, this is when it's coming out, even though it was the first part, I was genuinely shocked by that.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I think yeah. we all were. March 20th kind of t- on two uh, Blu-rays. So
0: March, March 3rd. 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 March okay. 3rd, yeah. Three days before Watch Dogs. no oh. Well, I don't think But those... yeah, I, yeah, I put down these dates, and i will talk about it a little bit more later. But to see where some games come in uh, is pretty interesting. Hmm. Especially how, like, packed this next few months is going to be well
5: I it makes I was thinking about that too because I, I wonder if if maybe because you know we know these these companies pay attention to what each other are working on and we know developers talk to each other, right? Even if right. they don't work at yeah. the same company. We know that yeah. happens. So part of me wonders if some of this was because if you notice we normally have a packed fall. And now we have a you know kind of packed fall. We've got a really packed spring. And so part of me wonders if a bunch of people were like, yeah, we're going to push to the spring. It'll give us extra time to polish and everything else like that. And then everybody else was like, guess what? We're pushing a spring. And then everybody's sitting around like, fuck. Because I yeah. think, like, looking at the release dates, <laughs> unless I'm wrong here, I feel like this is a really light fall, except for Nintendo.
0: But, like, for uh, everybody else, I feel like... It's kind of busy, the- but not... Like, there's no... There aren't many big tent poles And, and my like, wallet, frankly, welcomes the reprieve. Yeah. Like, you got your <laughs> Call of Duty, you got uh, Ghost Recon, yeah, you get the usual Gears, so you expect, Borderlands, yeah. like, Borderlands yeah. and Gears are a parts, but uh Call of Duty is the 25th of October. You got like Star Wars on the 15th of November, Doom's the week after that. And those are kind of the big games outside of like the sports stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. And plus we got Trails of Cold Steel 3 and we got
0: Death, Stranding, Death in Stranding in there too. And... Yeah. It's so, like there's yeah. some smaller interesting stuff that I think will be the yeah. things that people talk more about. Yeah. yeah,
5: but what's funny for me is not a lot of it is anything that moves the needle. At least at least for me which i think is really really interesting because it's it is just the you know it's it's the yeah. sequel the sequel fall which you know again we we're, we're used to seeing that we've seen it all generation but um i was i was genuinely shocked looking at what's coming out that it seemed like really only nintendo with the exception of like like chris like what you were saying like the bigger shit like ghost recon you know the stuff that we know that that ubi and them will deliver on time no matter what um but but the other stuff the more interesting titles that we also sometimes see around christmas uh are not are not there and I think I, I think a lot of that, too, has to do with the fact that Sony didn't show up.
3: Yep.
0: Um, well, I think it's also just we've seen like the migration of release dates from just being in the fall to sprinkling some of that in the spring. And that's just kind of taken ahead right here as people sort of plant their last big titles before the new consoles yeah. come out. Well,
5: and that, that goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. I think that was one of the reasons why Microsoft was so confident putting a bunch of shit on their on – their, uh, uh, on In their show, that was going to be twenty twenty because I do think that even if that 's like the last big hurrah for the xbox one, I also think that 's going to give them forward momentum for scarlet yeah. because yeah. like like look at even say take something like cyberpunk if it's if you know if if the scarlet hardware is as beefy as you know people are expecting it to be you know yeah. their their big thing with the Xbox was you know the xbox one x was like you know most powerful console ever, and then they could just say like you know play you know play current gen and next gen titles here the best way possible. And, yeah. you know, I think yeah. that I think that would be successful for
0: them. Yeah, I think with their Whereas show, it was kind of a launch. Oh, yeah. I'm
5: sorry, go
0: ahead. I was going to say, like, with their show, I think they just dealt with the cards they had. Yeah. Seeing, like, a lot of their third-party partners, like, oh, shit, they're also 2020. Uh, okay, this this is fine. But also a lot of people just announced, like, and we're out, you know, summer. We're out winter. We're out sometime in the next six months, just 2019. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. sure, that's not very specific, but, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that. Yeah. I mean, the next uh,
2: game that Square announced, uh, Final Fantasy VIII remaster, they just said 2019. They
0: didn't say when. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that was that was one of the things with them is a lot of just stuff with you know generic dates, which is better than nothing. Yeah, like we see with we'll talk about Switch, like people just saying yeah, here, this thing exists.
3: Mm. It's
0: like okay, why why are you telling us this then? Yeah. It's not.
2: Yeah. yeah. Let's keep going here. Collection of Mana and Trials of yes. Mana. Yes. Uh, Very sorry. interested in that, uh,
5: but they lost their fucking minds at that price point.
2: 40 bucks for two mana games, especially one of them that oh, you know, three. never get here. Three. three.
5: Nah, see, but that's, that's it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. For that, though, I have that game. I actually had a repo cart made for it. So, for and Sendetsu, whatever the fuck you pronounce it, three?
3: Yeah. So,
5: no, I, don't get me wrong. I think part of my issue too is it's forty dollars for the digital shit. If it was like thirty for digital, I'd be like, all right, I'm in. But yeah, but
0: this is Square Enix. It's not know, got, like they're a reasonable the company that prices their. The yeah. I mean, they released uh, what was it? They released for forty bucks, something like that, like yeah. some of their Final Fantasy games. Like, uh, oh no, the, the people, that is,
5: run, people that run Square they're they're fucking nuts.
0: Which has given them license to not put games on sale as much on the PS4 because they're like, well, it's this price on the Switch because it just came out a few weeks ago or months ago. Yeah. This game that's been out forever has been... You know, I think 12 is on sale for 40 bucks on PS4. And it's like, yeah, it's the, same thing, it's the same
5: thing on Switch. I'm like, I'm not paying you $40 for that.
0: Mm. Like They're trying to somewhat avoid the Switch tax, but it's also just punishing the existing versions of games, which Square is good at that because... They're fixing bugs on newer versions of games they haven't fixed on other platforms.
5: No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that when it comes out physically, and if it if it goes on sale digitally, I'll totally do it because Secret Man is actually yeah. something my kids started to play on the on the um, the Super NES Classic. Mm-hmm. But if I can actually do it on the Switch and then take it upstairs and we play yeah. upstairs, you know that that's I'm down for that. And I love them I love the Mana games, but like forty dollars.
3: Yeah.
4: It, yeah. For me, I, to be honest with you, I'll be shocked if the Trials of Mana remake um, goes for a penny less than forty dollars by itself.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For me, as yeah. uh, somebody who likes JRPGs, but I never really got into the Mana stuff. Like my Square JRPG JRP chop, chops are Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, and Chrono Trigger. Basically, mm. I've dipped into some of their other stuff, mm. but like a lot of stuff hasn't been all that accessible. Mm. Like Square well, that puts I, out like, it copies or just puts things out in weird places. Like I think I had one of the mana games on GBA. I don't know which one it was, but I remember playing it, I was like, eh, this is okay. The one
4: that was on GBA was uh Sword of Mana. Yeah. Which was Second Densetsu one
5: okay yeah yeah the thing for me with with the mana stuff is i i just have really fond memories of secret of mana because i was playing with my with one of my best friends at the time so i i wonder how that experience is for somebody else where they're just doing it by themselves like that that's a big reason i want to go back in and and play it is is because of my kid
0: you know yeah Um, yeah uh, yeah what is trail what's trials Second Dead what? Setsu 3.
5: Yeah, it's basically Secret okay. of Mana 3 that never got released here. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, what was the game that was, was the third game in the collection then?
5: It's yeah. the Game Boy. It was Yeah, that was the third game, and then the first one was a Game Boy game. Yeah,
4: okay. that was that was Adventure of Mana or Sword yeah. of Mana, whichever you prefer. That's did, that's the weird
5: thing come about out trying as, to get played out as it on Final the Didn't it come out as Final Fantasy Adventure or something yep. like that? Yeah.
0: No. Okay. Sure Yeah, did. like. Yeah, the fun thing about trying to dip into some of these series is like realizing how fucked a lot of them are in terms of naming and all that. Because well, yeah. they never uh,
4: figured out what they wanted to do with the localization, yeah,
0: like, yeah. like especially with like the Final Fantasy games where they localized three of the six of those first two gens, and then it's like, okay, this is one, two, and three. Yeah, and when they know, jump the seven, it's like okay, wait, where's four, five, six?
5: Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely legitimate because it was funny when I was looking at when when I saw I was I think I was I was messing you guys on there because I, I wasn't watching the stream at some point and then it was like it was like oh the mana collection and I was sitting there going what the fuck is trial is that really going to be secret of mana three? Yep. Yeah, and I was like oh it yeah, and is for,
3: and for me just in <laughs> terms of
0: context I was I was trying to think how the hell they made an RPG out of trials games. I was like,
3: oh.
0: I was like, oh, that that would be really weird. I would like them to do that. Uh, red links to do.
3: It's like, just <laughs> figure
0: out how to do something fucking stupid like that. But yeah, it's also just you know, 4, Fantasy one, two, three, four, five, six. That makes sense as names. Dragon Quest, same thing. Then you go Sword of Mana. Uh, all these different names and some of them coming over and some of them are Final Fantasy games and like Saga has the same issue. I just, I love it. They call it collection of mana. Just like, wow, we don't fucking know. It's just, (laughs) it just just speaks to the fact that that
5: Square, I think underestimates the fuck out of their own, their own customers. Mm -hmm. You know, like we, like we, we figured it out with the Final Fantasy games, even though you guys fucked the numbers up. We can do that here too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like collection of mana. If you didn't know the specific series they're talking about, you, wouldn't be. uh I wouldn't blame anybody for thinking it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Collection of mana. <laughs>
3: like,
0: is that is that RPG thing? Mm. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't speak as like this is a collection of a collection of mana. A highly acclaimed like series. Rock
5: album. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Rock album. Yeah. It's a it's a J-pop uh album of Final Fantasy or sort of mana covers. Yeah, exactly.
4: I'm sure somebody's it's, made somebody's done that.
0: So
5: yeah.
4: And it was yeah, probably I, really good with those Kenji Ito and I think maybe a couple of Nobuo Uematsu com, uh, compositions.
5: Yeah. yeah. So I'll rock, I'll rock head, it. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah. Well, hold on. Yep. Real, real quick. Let me ask you: do any of you guys know if the physical edition is actually going to be a fucking game cart or is it going to be like, go download these games? Uh,
0: I, mm. I don't know. <laughs> Goddamn. You have to Google that shit.
5: No, yeah. I did Google it. Nobody was asking me an answer. And somebody looked at the box and it said, like, you know, download required.
0: So,
1: yeah,
5: so,
0: that's not know. a good sign.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But hey, if... Uh, there's one publisher that you entrust their legacy with. It's Square Enix. Oh, totally Square I don't Enix. know if you saw the news. They say they want to put their,
5: they want their, their entire, existing library
0: out as like maybe... catalog. A, as like an EA Access-style collection or something like that. I don't... Like service I, I or whatever. I don't want all of
5: these guys to get away from fucking subscriptions. Like... Yeah. We're already and, dealing with that with streaming now being like hor- like horrible. Like if you want to watch this, you gotta have Hulu. You want to watch this, you have to have Netflix. You want to watch this, you gotta be on Amazon Prime. Like, uh, yeah, and, I, I don't, I, need, it, I don't, I don't need my utility bills to be fucking subscriptions.
0: Yeah, though I think if if that's the thing that gets them off their asses and actually put out their games, their yeah, classics in a, a way that's accessible instead of like, oh here's here's three D- Dragon Quest games on the the DS, but we printed twenty copies of each. So fuck you if you want actually want a legit copy. And guess what? They're all on mobile, even if you don't want to play it there. We're never going to bring them back to consoles, because who the fuck would want to play old Dragon Quest games? And yeah, it's like, he,
5: yeah no, no, I would definitely give you that. Square, we're only going to give you Square, 7 and
0: 8 on the 3DS, even though that looks worse than the fucking games were on the PS2.
5: Square, <laughs> I think Square is worse at realizing what their own catalog is than more so than Nintendo is.
0: How the fuck are we this far into this generation without Chrono Trigger showing up on a console?
1: Uh, that's a like, question. that's
0: their best game, I would say. Their best game overall. And it's like. The only thing they did with that is put a fucked up version on the PC on Steam.
5: Yeah, they it was, eventually it was made the better biggest half time. ass thing that they've done in a very long time. It's like, oh,
0: this has some weird sprite thing on it. it makes it look re- real fucking weird that everybody that wants that game noticed right away.
5: <laughs> well, not to no, know. It was just a, it was a janky it's version. Like a phone of, port, uh, too. No, yeah, it's a phone port. That's exactly what It, it was a janky version. Which is
0: hilarious place. when I go play these games, like, play Final Fantasy IX. It's like, that text is straight out of phone UI. Like, <laughs> what the fuck?
5: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they're awful
2: at that shit. Yeah. Uh, so we had uh, *Romancing Saga* three and *Saga Scarlet Grace*. So we yes, that that okay. was unexpected to see those games make it over here. Did they ever
0: put the first *Romancing Saga* out, or is, did they, they, they put it right out now? on PS2? Yeah. Okay, so they're doing their shit again. Like it's you have to own two different platforms at least. Oh uh, three three now. They have okay. okay. Well, this is *Romancing Saga* three. Roman is on.
4: Saga* two is on modern Ages. platforms. Yeah, uh, and the Vita.
0: Yeah, Vita. Yeah.
4: No, it's on
5: consoles.
0: Really? I know, but it's also on Vita.
5: What the fuck's a Vita? <laughs> it <laughs> yeah.
0: means life. So,
3: uh, <laughs> Not in uh, America.
0: Yeah. Let's see. I love I love the idea of Square being like, Yeah, we put romancing saga two out on the Vita, so we're gonna have to put three out there. It's like Ubisoft with Just Dance, like, yeah, we gotta put it on the Wii.
5: Yeah. Yo, speaking of Which, Just Dance, one of those dudes I swear to God was Dan Reb. They came out um, with Dancing. No. I'm going to find a photo. I'm going to send it. And I was like, Dan Reb's <laughs> been lying to us.
0: I sent him the one, of them was,
5: one of them's Dan Reb.
0: Yeah. So there's that. Uh,
2: and, but I think, that, I think what they held off for the end there was the Avengers, and
5: I think they spent a little bit too much time on a game. That shit looks bad. It looks bad. Yep. It looks like – look, you could say a lot of things about Square – but Square does graphics really well, and those graphics do not look very good. And, and well, that's really, not Square uh, Enix. That's IDOS. No, I know, but like even with even being under like IDOS, even you could tag them together with Square. A lot of IDOS games look fantastic, and this just Man. looks like shit. No, that's not fair. It looks bland as
0: fuck. That's what I would say. I said I would say it looks. It actually looks really nice, but. It looks like off-brands MCU movie. It looks
5: like the action figures that they make for the movies, where they're supposed to kind of look like the people that are starring yeah. in the movies, but not really. It,
0: it kind of reminds me of what I thought of uh, Insomniac Spider-Man game, like seeing those versions of Peter Parker and Aunt May and all that. It, was like, it, was, it looked weird at first just because we never seen those characters like in that high res by yeah. somebody that knew how to do – uh, current gen graphics.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and the way they tried to treat this like nobody knew what the fuck the Avengers were, despite the the biggest movie of the year coming out weeks before the biggest this show,
5: movie of, biggest movie of the decade. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> maybe the biggest uh, movie ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it goes, but yeah, it's like them trying to explain like who is in the Avengers. It's the same cast that's been uh, that was in the original Avengers movie is still in there now. Yeah. The most recent movie, and it's like. Why are you trying to tell us who Thor is and all this? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's it's about knowing your
2: audience, and I think you kind of underestimated everybody there. Uh, I'm pretty. It's sure like it's not even an was.
0: audience because this is just pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Plus, everybody knows who those characters are. Yeah,
2: and we saw no gameplay whatsoever. So, no, you know it's it's supposed to be like a four player co-op uh, action like, adventure
0: like game they made or... Destiny essentially with yeah, superheroes so, but yeah. also I don't think they showed any gameplay at any point none whatsoever so like you know what would make it easier for people to understand what this is like show some gameplay yeah like it doesn't have to be like 20 minutes of it just show us like here's like the intro that we saw a little bit of but actual gameplay you're doing there yeah. uh, and they didn't do that and the, just felt like a big, a big waste of it, time. Yeah, it felt like
5: they were showing that because they wanted to show something, and I think it's especially strange when you had Ultimate Alliance three at the same show.
3: Yeah, uh, and yeah.
5: show by show, I mean E three.
0: Yeah, um, where
5: right. you know you you definitely have
0: like here's the one that knows that you probably know at least most of these characters. Yeah. So because and it you just pay it, attention.
5: yeah, it seems very. Small in scope as well, just based on what yeah. we're seeing. Like, if that's all the Avengers we're getting, like, I feel like if you're going to go... That was one of the things that made those Marvel Ultimate Alliance games so fucking crazy because there were so many characters in them. you said more characters are coming.
4: Yeah. yeah but,
0: um, but also it's They're going to be
4: free of charge.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: But it's also to the extent that that sort of game can add that stuff. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, also they just didn't really explain all that that much because it's like... Okay, you're going to do like add some free stuff post launch. Like, that's cool. Uh, but... Yeah,
5: but we don't even know what we're playing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they spent 15 minutes
2: on the game, and most of it was explaining who the Avengers were and talking about uh, the voice
0: cast. Uh, Which how, why looks they wanted... real
2: good. Yeah. Well, it's a good voice cast.
0: But... Yeah. It's like a really good voice cast. You got like five of the best voice actors in the world. Yeah.
2: But, you know, did you really need to spend time with that? that... I don't know. Really?
0: Gameplay. You know? I yeah. don't
5: know why you have to explain who the Avengers are. Not yeah. in this day and
0: age. It's like that voice actor video that they did, where they were talking about like the idea of being able to play these characters that they've looked up to for their whole lives. It's like that could just easily be like a behind-the-scenes video you put up on your YouTube channel,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, of them just saying like, you know, it's really awesome that I get to play, you know, Bruce Banner or uh, Tony Stark, that sort of thing. Because it's like, yeah, that makes sense why they're excited because they're all nerds. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: but. And the Square Enix had the whole weird thing, if you notice, like the two giant squares on opposite ends of the stage. Yeah. So whenever they had people out for the game, there's one on one square, one on the other. Never should they ever come close to each other. That's the – they got some restraining orders on each other. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, actually, everybody uh, hated, everybody who went on stage together hated each other, so they had to be
0: separated. They had yeah, hated that's each That's what other. I got. Yeah.
1: You're in timeout. Uh, no, yeah. you're in timeout.
0: Yeah. It's like, why can't – Why can't these people stand next to each other? Like, the only people that did were the translators.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, It was the only show that had translators. Yeah. Yeah, it was real weird. Yeah. Their whole setup. But, like, they showed a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, the Oninaki actually looks pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Dragon Quest Builders 2, that's out in a few weeks. Yep. Um, Yeah, what else did they show? They showed... Well they showed Outriders,
2: uh, the one that from People Can Fly, but didn't really see much there.
0: Yeah, there's no date or it was like summer twenty twenty, so it's yeah. like Yeah, this yeah, sure, those people I, I can imagine what the people had made, uh, you know, Gears of War Judgment and Bullet Storm, like what they're gonna make. Something completely uh, insane. <laughs> yeah, just a weird ass shooter yeah. thing. But they had to keep showing like uh no gameplay. Like this isn't representative gameplay.
3: Yeah, I think so it really was like
0: shouldn't
2: have even bothered showing it. That, be.
0: that was kind of the whole theme of E3 is like how many trailers and such had no gameplay at all in them. Yeah, how few gameplay demos there were on these press conferences.
5: Well, it's the Final Fantasy syndrome. That's the way they got so many people buy Final Fantasy VII was they showed the CGI in the commercials. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, if you set the tone, then I think if you get people into the idea of something like that, then they'll. They'll be more accepting of whatever the game actually produces. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's the psychology behind that.
0: Yeah. yeah, it just seems like you don't trust your audience to be you know accepting of whatever you're doing. It's like, well to be nah, we... fair,
5: look at the way a lot of people react about shit.
0: Yeah.
5: I mean Yeah. And E3 in and of itself, like I remember when they were here in Atlanta and I went to one in California too. I mean, so much of it. They got attacked, especially over the last five years, about you know, kind of just showing these weird vertical slices of gameplay that aren't indicative of how anything actually works. Um, I think so many companies got banged for that too. They were like, We're not gonna keep doing that. So let's just show these customers the concept and we'll figure everything else later. Yeah. Like and I, and I think that works too to a certain extent when you when you are you're working on something that's established. Like a perfect example was Ghost Recon. I didn't need to see any gameplay, I know what the fuck I'm getting into. Yeah, they the, put out the concept for of it. Too, yeah, yeah. But, like, with the, with the big thing was just them showing that CGI trailer with him talking about the rogue ghosts and all that. Like, I don't really need to see the gameplay for that to know what I'm getting yeah. into, you know.
1: Um, but I think yeah. for something,
5: like, even... But I, I do think, conversely, though, even if you have if you have an IP like the Avengers and then you're not actually showing what you're going to do in the game, like, that's yeah.
0: a... Yeah, because it's like, okay, we know what comic book games are kind of like, but there's such a huge difference between, like... The like the Batman Begins game versus Arkham Knight. Yeah. And it's like what the quality difference between those two. And it's like they have like six or seven studios working on that Avengers game in a very Ubisoft kind of way. And it's like, okay, I want to see how that's working because, you know, you're asking me to, to pre-order this thing. You know, I should have some idea what's going to happen in this. Right. They just talked about it. It's like. Yeah, that works, but when you're starting to get to you know less than a year to it coming out, you kind of should be starting to show something. Because yeah. this was like the only time they had to show it. It's the first time they showed it, and it's like, it wasn't the best way to show that game. Yeah. Well,
2: on the whole, though, the, the Square Enix show was it was good. I mean, yeah. it, we saw a lot of the stuff that we didn't expect to see, and we're really pleased to uh yeah. and you know we didn't see a whole lot of we there was no quiet man too so uh i'm disappointed by that yeah so let's get it to nintendo then cuz they had a fantastic showing this year yes agree mm-hmm. um, they had uh a lot of a lot of their games uh were 2020 uh kind of a few more than i would have expected from them cuz usually they kind of limit themselves to the next 6 to 9 months oh uh, yeah Nintendo's uh, own games yeah uh, yeah, But, uh, yeah, so uh, what did we see? We saw Luigi's Mansion 3, which mm-hmm. looks really
0: cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Everybody's going nuts about Gooigi.
5: G.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I liked uh, Christian was in the chat, and he was like, I want Wah yes! It's like, yes. yeah, sure. That's <laughs> not the fiction of this universe. Somebody's uh, going to make
2: that happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But uh, I would think at some point they would add skins for the, the multiplayer stuff that you would have WA versions of, like Wario and Waluigi and Wakuigi and all this shit.
2: Yeah, they probably will.
0: It seems like the thing you would do to make it fun. Yeah. Instead of just having, like, here's eight different colors of Gooigi. Hmm. It's like, no.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we saw Animal Crossing, but that slipped to 2020, and they did it so that they don't kill their employees.
3: Yep.
0: Um, yeah. Which I can appreciate.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: I was a little disappointed it wasn't gonna be a game I could play
1: this year, but I'd uh, rather it be done right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: know if you I don't know if you saw the the extended thing they did on Treehouse. Uh so not only does fucking Tom Nook trick you into coming to this fucking island and desert you there, uh he fucking creates a rewards program <laughs> to get you to do more shit. <laughs> because of course this he game. Would. <laughs> It's like it gives you more reason to, you know, go around and, like chop wood and uh, get the resources and all that because it gets you more reward points to spend on things. Yeah. So, is, like, of course, in this it's-
1: version is he like human trafficking?
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised.
0: <laughs> I mean, they basically made a capitalist simulator. <laughs> yeah, like some some weird like Airbnb, but for islands and timeshare shit, whatever they're doing <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: here. And it's like, uh, yeah, the jokes about him being like, uh, you know, capitalist exploit. Exploitation, dude. Uh, it's just only become more true over time
3: yeah.
0: as we become more aware of that stuff in our society. Yeah. It's like Nintendo's just kind of weirdly played into it in a yeah. way. that's like just weird. Hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, like that's that's actually a really cool game, looking game because they expand things versus the the first four games. I think are largely the same.
3: Hmm.
0: Animal Crossing through New hmm. Leaf. Are kind of mostly the same experience. You go around, you collect shit, you put it in your house, you try to arrange it so you can actually get through the house, uh, and then you try and figure out what to do with the extra shit you don't need. <laughs> and then you just go around, do your rounds and like knock on these trees to get the fruit, find the one rock that has the, the extra stuff in it,
1: yeah.
0: uh, all that sort of shit and get your, get your daily fossils to sell to the sleeping owl, <laughs> that sort of stuff.
1: I wonder if he's gonna be, uh, Quite as uh, I don't know, he was he was kind of weird in the last one. Yeah, he was his character changed just a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I do
2: wonder how Animal Crossing is going to cope with the uh, the new prevalence of the the Marie Kondo philosophy.
1: <laughs> well, you oh, know. this is the
0: game that pushes that to the limit. Yeah it's a hoarding simulator
1: <laughs> it really honestly is
0: mm.
1: it's so, like you got to collect them all
0: yeah it's like ocd hoarding it's like okay i gotta go around and check out my trees see if i got any fruit okay i can sell those and i'm gonna check the stock market uh because i gotta sell those turnips
1: and, uh, oh at the high price have, like every single wardrobe in my place is just packed
0: yeah <laughs> and and yeah, it's like oh i got these weird uh the weird gyrating dudes, uh, those are in the basement because I don't want to go down there anymore. That's just nightmare fest. Uh, yeah. Uh, then, God forbid, you take a break. Mm. You come back and everything's. Uh, you got
1: weeds everywhere. They're all yelling at roaches. you.
0: Uh, but then you got to go harass the neighbors and get the ones mm. you don't want the get the fuck out of there. I send them threatening notes mm. that the game doesn't know how to interpret.
1: And then they're just going to put their new house all over all of your uh, special hybrid flowers.
0: Yeah, hmm. this at least you can like build your own paths and gardens and all this stuff. You can like uproot trees, so you can just move them wherever you need to instead of chopping them down and put something new
3: yeah.
0: somewhere you want it. Uh, it seems like the way you can just uh, change the environment is actually pretty cool, but also kind of weirdly prescient. The I, I'm
3: the
1: hell. I'm really really interested in how the whole crafting thing is going to go because yeah. that looks it looks different and it looks pretty cool and it looks yeah. like the, it's a good idea they're waiting until March 20th because I have a lot of games I need to play before then. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah cause like, the problem with the Animal Crossing games is you're basically subjective to RNG. It's like, oh, will I get the item I want, or will it appear in the shop mm-hmm. uh, when I have interest in it sort of thing? And now here it's like you potentially have the ability to like craft things you need.
1: Yeah. Well, there's probably still going to be the whole thing. Can I get the villagers that I want?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see how more of that comes out.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, so
2: we'll move on to a couple of other ones. Uh, it's a bit of a surprise with Panzer Dragoon Remake.
4: Um, yes. Awesome. Hopefully that. that opens the floodgates for the whole series. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. The weird thing. Okay, first off, I'm gonna fix the name here. This is how their Twitter puts it: Panzer okay. Dragoon: Remake.
3: <laughs> and also
0: their Twitter has just one tweet on it, and it doesn't mention any platforms. Uh, so it's like assume the Switch, maybe it's not, it well, yeah, Nintendo. It's safe but I'm also like well maybe it's not just a Switch game. Probably even isn't. though that's all they
3: Okay. It's like okay it this, a
0: Switch game.
1: Yeah, that seems like that's just their their given is that yeah. in, in Nintendo's mindset the only platform now and forward is the Switch.
0: <laughs> and
4: I yeah. think um moving forward immediately we need to put the kibosh on the Word remake as an acceptable subtitle for a Please. Yes. Could we
0: yeah, yeah, like it's still ridiculous that it's Final Fantasy VII remake instead of like Final Fantasy VII Midgard.
4: Yeah, if, that, if that's yeah. the fucking name, I'm gonna lose my shit. Yeah,
0: I, I think it is yeah. the name. I said that's uh, one of those things on Amazon, on Amazon for it. Yeah, so. I'm looking at the I, the site for Panzer Dragoon. It's Panzer Remake dot com. Uh, the only way I know what a platform it comes out on is because the they have they embed the trailers like the top part of the page, and it just shows the Switch logo at the beginning of it because they're just playing that trailer. Yeah. But doesn't mention platforms anywhere else on the page. And so when I was putting together this list of release dates, I was like looking up a bunch of games to see if... Because like, like Microsoft's whole ID at Xbox section is pretty much all TBA because I looked at their site and was like, I have no idea if there's a date for this that doesn't look like it. And also with the way indie games work, like they don't fucking know when anything's coming out because <laughs> they don't know how long yeah. it's going to take them to finish anything.
3: It'll well, come out
0: when day. Yeah. <laughs> But it's also like they don't list platforms, and it's like, oh god, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, is this come out on anything else? And it, it's like, goddamn, people, but yeah. put your information on your site. Yeah. Or well, if you're, have, say, if you're though, just like, on... it's, um, it's fairly
2: safe to assume yeah. that this Panzer Dragoon remake is not going to be exclusive to the Switch.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I assume so.
3: Hmm.
0: It's yeah. just like, you know what's good? Being upfront with people. Yeah. Like saying, hey, here's where it's coming we're probably going to put it elsewhere, but for now, this is what we can confirm. Yeah.
3: Because
0: I saw one game, is like, oh, we're coming to PC and console. It just announced on Xbox. So I was like, okay, that's probably the console.
3: Yeah.
0: That's a weird thing to say. Like, we're not pluralizing. It's this pleading say, on the fifth. Man, yeah. It's like, <clears throat> we're technically only coming to one console, so I'm just going to say console. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So it could also
4: have. mean nobody's made up their fucking mind. Yeah.
0: Or you know, yeah. they just haven't gotten around to fucking updating their... <laughs> CMS on their site. Yeah,
4: uh, you safe. could convince me of that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Contra Rogue Core was another one that we saw, yes. we saw from Konami, yeah. is,
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, their first new game since um, since Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever the new, whatever the new Konami is, this is it. Well, we're
2: starting to see it. Uh, if that's... I mean, this I would consider, like,
0: indie Konami, at least that part of it. Uh, this is, like, PS2, PS1 era uh, contra development. Yes. Yeah, of, like, we can't just keep making a side-scrolling shooter, so we we got 3D we can do something with.
3: Because
0: yeah. it looked rough, just visually, which is the theme of this uh, for any third-party stuff is, like, if they had bigger ambitions than what the switch could do, <laughs> uh, they made sure you knew that frame rate. <laughs> it's like, yeah. everything is alias to hell in this trailer. It's
2: yeah. Like, so this it's is like, another uh, one that I would assume is not going to
0: be exclusive to switch. Um, uh, it's coming to, let's see. I, I just Googled it, uh, September 24th. Oh, I just clicked on something. Okay. Uh, September 24th for PS4, switch Xbox one and windows. Yeah. So, so wiki okay. says, so uh, if that's not true, uh, Destroy Wiki. Just go to the webs. <laughs> go to the page for this and just delete all of it. So just put a middle finger. Picture a middle finger in there. Hmm. Uh, see, the story is set several years after Contra Three: The Alien Wars. It Takes a, a similar top-down isometric view. Single-player yeah. story campaign, multiplayer online cooperative, and four-player local cooperative modes for PVE gameplay. That would be pretty dope.
3: And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Damn thing City I... is a place in contra yes it is okay because hmm. they say players assume the role of classic contra characters as former military group of bounty hunters and treasure finders it has a weird term for people uh, who shoot up damn city
3: <laughs> yep
0: uh, it's directed by nobuya nakazato director of contra 3 and contra hardcore
4: okay so they do have some of their old talent still yeah. on staff yeah so yeah as. Uh,
2: the, the switch version looked rough, but well, hopefully this plays pretty well. I'm going to give it a try when it yeah. comes out.
4: It's in the right hands.
5: Yeah.
2: Before I get to the last game, I actually wanted to mention uh, Empire of Sin. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, a new one from uh, Romero Games. So John Romero or his or one of his family members. It's uh, his wife. It's his wife. I actually read about it. today. Yeah, hey, this is like
5: her. This is her passion project.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah that's coming to the switch was was kind of uh surprising uh this doesn't yeah but you know well there, we got forget wolfenstein and Doom yeah that's switch, coming so to that's everything fun. now yeah it's coming to everything and uh i i love the settings 1920s prohibition era chicago yeah and
0: you just got to. that go. trailer did not do what that game is justice no it. it just looked right. like a do. Du- it looked like a a Godfather dude just shooting forever. Yeah. Like, what is? Yeah. why is he shooting, and why is he not doing anything else? Like, it's supposed to be like XCOM, but set yes. in the Prohibition era. <laughs> it's, a yeah. it's
5: a strategy game about Prohibition, which yeah. is, like, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's better yeah. than the last time somebody tried a Mafia XCOM game. <laughs> uh, I forget the name, because it doesn't need to be remembered. Yeah.
2: Uh, but uh, yeah, so finally they ended off with uh, the little teaser for Breath of the Wild Two, or whatever it's end- going to end up being called.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, the sequel. Yeah. Uh, so it looks deep breath of the wild. <laughs> deep breath of the wild. Uh, Shallow breath. breath of the wilder. Um,
0: yeah.
5: But uh, just God, yeah. please, no weapon breakage, please. Or well, least...
0: they're playing. Uh, they're playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. So it's going to be very slow uh thoughtfully controlling game. Will it have, giant have piles
2: of horses of dead horses? Cause, that I mean, they, you could like, do look, that.
5: They can't ape. They can't ape Red Dead unless they get some fucking horse balls that shrink when it's cold.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm <not laughs> sure it they there.
2: could get that away with that at the Nintendo.
0: <laughs> so uh yeah. um, yeah.
5: no shrinking balls, no buy.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay, that's Nintendo. I wasn't really a big fan of that announcement because it's like. There's not even, like, a time frame for when it's coming. It just feels like them saying, oh, here's our one big thing. And when it's coming out, who the fuck knows?
4: It was the Metroid Prime 4 of this year.
0: Or the Yoshi or the the Pokemon announcement they made a couple years ago. It's like they've jumped right back into just announcing stuff with no idea when any of it's coming out just to satiate people. And like with, they it didn't it have enough to talk
5: about. Because I feel like Nintendo has gotten much better about that over the years. Yeah. And then now it's yeah. like because I think yeah. we were even talking That's about their in our motives. last yeah. E3 show was like they're everything that they showed they're putting out within a year. And yeah. then now it's just like, by the way, guys. It makes me wonder if they thought about like what happened with like just with Blizzard. Like, we just want to let you know that we're working on this. Just so you guys don't lose your shit. But the thing is it's a completely different Thing with Nintendo, we know they're fucking
0: working on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's and they're also just like they're just being like anybody else, and they know that people won't care really I was saw, not
5: I was not remotely surprised by the announcement simply because we know how how long it took them to make Breath of the Wild. I was not yeah. surprised at all. It's the same fucking world, so they can reuse the same engine and everything else like that. So yeah. maybe they'll turn it around kind of quick because you know they already have the framework in place. But who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because that was that's probably my favorite game on the Switch. Uh, I was so the one of the neat things they did with the OS is that when you go to the library view, you can sort by most played. That's at my number one. My closest, I think, is it just surpassed uh, the others the other day was Picross S3 which is at like 30 hours <laughs> uh, and it's like three of those Picross games are about 30 hours each but they don't ever get into too much detail on that because they're stupid yeah I need to beat, I have to I go through to Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. I, saw them beat it. I haven't even beaten it I'm 90 hours in because mm-hmm. I just fuck around and explore that game mm-hmm. it's just fun yeah I, me.
5: I I went to the I went to the castle to get like the last memory or whatever and yeah. it kind of got me hyped, like, but I haven't done enough shrines, so, like, I think I'm a little at, like, 70, and I'm like, I want to do more, but now I'm kind of like, do I, though? Do yeah. I? Or do I just want to beat this fucking
3: thing? Hmm. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I kind of just did more shrines and, like, finding all the cool little mm-hmm. stuff, like the, the one island that you're kind of, they just strip you of all your stuff and you're going to have to yeah, figure out how to beat it. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I got through two of the Master Sword trials and gave up. I beat the first two, and I'm like, I don't have the patience to do the third. Fuck that. Yeah. But actually, I feel like yeah. that that's also like fundamentally something I have a problem with with the game. Like, I shouldn't have to do these kinds of trials to make it to the Master Sword. It doesn't need a fucking timeout.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's also a Zelda thing is, like, making you do, uh, like, collect-a-thons or whatever to max out things, which they mostly shedded with Breath of the Wild, but they're still keeping some things there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, remember when your wallet used to be incredibly tiny? Until you collected, like, all the spiders in Twilight Princess or whatever it was? Mm. And it's like, why the fuck is this a mechanic? Like, just let me collect shit. Yeah. Uh, I really liked how. That's why I think A Link Between Worlds is my favorite. My second favorite uh, Zelda game. Because it's like, hey, you can just go here and get all the weapons and attack all these dungeons in any order you want. 'Cause you can do them however you want. And it's like, yeah, sure, let me just go explore and like you know, unlock the different abilities and all that and just do it at my own pace. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. a really cool way to do things because uh, the structured way that Zelda's been doing it from the beginning, it's like it kinda of started wearing itself out at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah. Like the interesting thing I found out uh from people there, so you know how uh Breath of the Wild has frame rate issues? Mm-hmm. Apparently Link's Link's Awakening does too. That's Uh, surprising. That demo that people are playing was like, yeah, it doesn't run super well. And I saw a bunch of people like, well, that's why they shouldn't show demos because people complain about things. It's like, people have legit Concerns because the last game was yeah I very forgot rough.
5: I forgot we were fucking living in a world where you couldn't fucking point out that you didn't like something
0: yeah or be like hey I hope they improve this I hope they fix it it's this. like oh how dare you think anything is yeah, not perfect Nint- about Nint- this Nint- game Nintendo's,
5: Nintendo fans are so like that like how dare you insult them mm.
0: it's like yeah. they're not even fucking here yeah like stop standing for people it's, people did that with fucking doctor disrespect. It's like he fucking filmed people in the goddamn bathroom because he's a fucking mama.
5: That shit, like, if, if I had my fucking kid in the bathroom and that shit happened, I'd beat his fucking ass. And he people like, had oh. his ass yeah. Beat. yeah,
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which people, like, defended by saying, yeah. Oh, here's. You're not allowed to have anybody under seventeen. It's like people fucking break those shit all the time. Yeah. It still doesn't make it fucking okay to take, Yeah, like don't take don't excuse
5: this guy doing something that fucking stupid by well, you know, technically the rules. I'm pretty sure in California, and this is the reason why he got fucking banned, you can't film people like that in those kinds of settings without their without permission, the fucking permission. But- yeah, so, so the guy broke the law. But really he did they, it four they,
0: times too. Yeah, but really, he didn't just go, do it he, once. Be like, "Oops, I forgot about we're not.
3: Yeah, we
5: shouldn't be doing he, this." He broke the fucking law. But then they're like, "You know, technically, there shouldn't have been a kid in there pissing." Like, no, technically, you shouldn't have brought a camera into a bathroom. You fucking clowns. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's like he deserves to be banned. He deserves, deserves to be perma banned. He's not going to because he makes too much money mm-hmm. for Twitch, and they probably don't want him running off to YouTube or Mixer or whatever
3: yeah.
0: uh, and making those platforms bigger. But mm-hmm. yeah. Fuck these people. Yeah.
5: Anyway, um, Dragon Quest Eleven, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. To switch too. Okay, that shit's coming to Switch, baby.
0: Yeah,
5: and going back
0: to soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like going back to like the thing I mentioned earlier it was like them disregarding previous platforms when adding stuff to games. Like, hey. Why don't you add some of this shit that's actually things people have been asking yeah, about? Yeah, since, I know.
5: Since, I know there's yeah. gotta be people that are salty as fuck if if they don't get like an orchestral soundtrack on the fucking PS4. I know there will be.
0: Yeah,
5: and I and, can't blame them. There, I, there's really no defense for this.
0: It's yeah. like you guys, like, it's fine if it's not there at launch and you add it later, but like just fucking doing this to the next version. Like, this is the thing I hate when devs do this. Is like, here's the super ultra version on this console. You, none of you other people that already bought our game are getting it,
3: yeah.
0: and it's like, why? I like when, like when, uh, I like when indie games, when devs are like, hey, we're bringing this new platform and some new modes, and oh yeah, if you're already on this on you know the previous platforms, you're gonna get it too the same day. It's like, oh, awesome! Mm. Like, yeah. growing your audience by adding more content to everybody is the best way to handle multi-platform games. Mm. Yeah, Not just right. gatekeeping um, shit and asking for more money. Mm
2: okay we're uh, we we're moving on uh, so we have our post e three storylines because all of these conferences have kind of led us to a very interesting you know, form of retrospection I would say the lot.
4: landscape has changed yeah to say the least uh,
2: so e three is not dead uh, that is blatantly obvious I would assume uh, why, by now mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately uh if you were at the show floor, you're basically just got to see the stuff that was shown at the conferences and very little else else. Uh, yeah, which is weird.
0: Yeah, like yeah. here's the thing I'll say is uh, so I'm on like the e e three's uh like press not pressless but newsletter I guess and they were sending out emails about the gamer badges uh, to get in like until maybe like a week or two before the thing happened. Hmm. So they did not run out of those. Anytime no. soon. No. I don't know if they just had more available than people that wanted to go for the amount of money it costs to do all that shit, but yeah, they were not exactly like selling out their no. attendance stuff. No. So, and it's either. like, what are those people doing then? Because I like I saw people say there was like a there's a store for getting shirts with ESRB logos on them specifically like the AO Oh
5: sign me rating. up that'll totally get me laid. I have like,
0: an AO shirt. <laughs> yeah, I was I saw somebody was tweeting about it. I was like, "Wait, do they have more copies of shirts for that than there are AO rated games?" Yes. It's like, "Yep." I was like, "Okay, sure, whatever." <laughs> uh how how can I they guess,
2: how can they even sell that shirt though if it's if the shirt itself is AO rated?
0: Well, they just <laughs> card you when you buy it. Uh
2: so yes, uh and yeah, what else do we have here? Oh, yeah, Square Enix. Uh, so are we kind of witnessing Matsuda's uh, vision finally coming to fruition, you think?
4: Uh, based on what he said when he took over the company, I'm inclined to say that we're starting to see the beginnings of it. Uh, he said he wanted to return the company to its JRPG roots, and we saw a lot of JRPGs from Square Enix, uh, both past and present, at this show. Yeah and so hopefully uh, they can maintain that momentum. Uh, they're making Saga and Seiken Densetsu relevant to their catalog again. Um, Oni is maybe the most Falcom-like thing they've ever made, and we still have uh, new projects coming from Tomoya Asano and Naoki Yoshida that we don't know about. Hmm. So um, for the first time in years and years, I felt like I was watching the... The Square Enix of the late '90s, early '00s, um, on the stage, and it was a wonderful feeling.
2: Yeah, yeah like I would agree. Really they they, they had a passion.
5: lot there. Yeah, they, and they. I think that was the other thing that was important, Phil, is that you could tell that they were trying. Yeah, that's that's a big yeah. thing. Like I feel like they've just not done that for years. It was a Square yeah. Enix show and not an IDOS show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it definitely seemed like they were more aware of their their classic catalog and like finding ways to get that out there. Yes. Uh, Maybe not as expediently as you might like because of the way that yeah. uh, Second Dead Setsu Collection hung out there is It's like, uh, it's only in Japan. That's all we're talking about, Japan. Japan, mm-hmm. two years later, oh shit, it's out today.
5: I, I think if anything, I, I think what we're seeing with this too is that I think Square is finally getting a grasp on the fact that the fans that they thought that they lost are still there. Yep. They just have to put out products that those people will buy. Like, Don't forget, this is the same Square that was just totally shocked that – that um, uh, Bravely Default did the numbers that it did. you know. Um, and this is also, at the same time, though, this is also the same Square that has been very reticent to do anything with Dragon Quest because they want it to do Japan numbers outside of Japan. And they, they just... And it started with Enix back in the day, and then when Square got a hold of them, they never put the time into making those IPs relevant for the American audiences. I mean, when you had... You had the 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 time for them to really kind of put the stake down in that. What it was the Super NES era, and they never brought out five and six. Well, yeah, we're at the same like time. seems
0: like the peak was the PS2 game. Where it's yeah, like, oh, it comes with the demo of Final Fantasy twelve, yeah. and so then they like, didn't
5: follow up on that for an entire what? Yeah.
0: Two generations. Mm. So Yeah, it took about 10 years to get another one on the consoles.
5: Yeah. So so I I think that's one of the the most interesting parts about the Square Enix conference is that I think that you see them starting to go, holy shit, like, you know, there are a ton of people out here that will still buy these things that are interested in these things. We just kind of need to come to them, which is a – I feel like a level of self-awareness they have not been capable of for a very long time. Yeah. They knocked it out of the park.
2: I think the trigger was Octopath, to be perfectly honest.
5: Yeah, I feel like it started with Bravely, and then Octopath was a thing where they were like, oh, okay.
4: Mm. And And now they know that Asano is their guy for that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. And I think they're going to be steering into that a lot harder uh, moving forward.
5: Well, I also think that they realize the pool is a lot deeper than they originally thought. Like, I mean, don't forget, this is a square that for a very long time has been completely afraid of the PC, and there are a lot of people that will play these games... You know, uh, on PC, and that you can see that by the fact that they're going, oh shit! You know, there their audiences for this kind of thing, and not only do they own fucking consoles, but they own PCs. Like I think that's the biggest thing that they've been confused about, for lack yeah. of a better term, is where people are playing. And I think that, I mean, we this is with the way that games are, people are definitely playing. I think it's safe to say, at least on two consoles, whatever the, whether that's a handhole, a handheld, and, and like a home console, and then, you know, nowadays especially with like those smaller RPGs, you don't need a beastly PC to play anything.
4: Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, trails so, in the sky will run on a potato.
5: Yeah, yeah. So you know, so I think I think there's something to be said for that. And I think Square is finally coming around. To that. I don't know what made it happen, but I'm happy it did.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a shame that like the best place to get their classic games is mobile, because <laughs> yeah. that's where like all the Dragon Quest and all the Final Fantasy games is, as well as some of the okay. other stuff. Well, I, I think put, I, I think
5: that prices. happened though, because remember Japan Japan bought into the gloom and doom about consoles dying harder yeah. than anybody else and, and that's why you know it really the playstation 4 did not do nearly as well there as i think that was expected and we know yeah. that the xbox non-existent over there so with the switch coming
4: out there yet yeah with the
5: yeah. switch coming out over there and actually putting up numbers then i think that was the other reason that, that square was really willing to jump back in the pool and go okay you know what there is still a place for this
3: kind of thing
0: yeah um, i think but also their reluctance to put any of that stuff on those platforms was like the big issue because they dipped their toes with that final fantasy seven, uh, PC version that came over and they put out like nine. And it's like, Oh, this is the mobile version. Hmm. And here's, you know, eight. and Guess what? It's probably going to be the mobile version.
5: Yeah. To me that, that just strikes me as a company that's not sure of, of Putting resources into something like that because they don't know what the return is, and it's a lot easier for them to just go, "Let's just put out something that's dirty, and if they like it, we'll fix it later." I completely disagree with doing things that way. I feel like you should do especially when it's like here's
0: Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine. Like those are like tentpole releases for you guys when you're bringing this stuff out.
3: Yeah, you should. I guess the the Mana and Saga stuff is going to
0: be your most questionable, (laughs) but it's Final Fantasy and like Dragon Quest that you should be able to rely on because those are pretty consistent for the most part. Yeah, it's it's
2: good to see, like, this version of Square seeming to starting to understand what it actually is. Uh, I don't know if they're going to stop doing stuff like Tomb Raider or whatever, but... uh, Well, that's
4: Ido's. That's a completely different arm of their business.
2: Yeah, but it's still Um, the same parent company. Matsuda still runs a show there. Yeah. Uh, You know, all the the go-aheads, you know, they go through him. So it's kind of like... Yeah, we can be Square Enix. We can do this other stuff, but we should
5: just be Square Enix. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, I agree. they comfortable I in really, their own skin. I really hope they get to that, that place where they're comfortable with who they are and then what they can produce. Because the worst thing about seeing Square for the PS3 generation and, frankly, for the entirety of this generation has been that they just – you can just tell they just did not know what the fuck to do. Square I think was one of the companies that got hit hardest by the switch to HD because they just did not know how to make their stuff work in this generation and, uh, and in the previous generation and now they finally seem to have a handle on it so we'll actually see if it you know if it plays out that way.
0: Yeah. And time they had to deal with their like classic IPs games it was typically like, "Oh, we'll just give you the ROM for the PS1 version, you guys do whatever like the bare minimum they could." which is kind of where they're at now with these uh, different collections and such, where it's like, ah, there's like a 50-50 chance that it's fucking shit, or it's really well done.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's like, that's a shame when you're dealing with games that mean a lot to people.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, an- another emerging story from E3 is a potential resurrection of Konami. Um, yes, uh, like lately, like we've gotten three of those uh, collections: you know, Castlevania, Contra. That one came out a couple days ago, and the Arcade Classics Collection that came out about a month or so ago. Uh, so there's definitely potential for more of those. They have the IP to back that up. Uh,
0: but yeah, like uh, maybe uh, Metal Gear. Yeah, Metal Gear. Or... They could
4: certainly put one of those together.
2: Metal yeah.
0: Gear. Metal Gear. And uh, what else do they, well, they
2: they have? Bomberman, um, because they also happen to own Hudson, and they, they've got a billion make... versions
0: of that game they could put in the collection. Yeah, it's like all of them. <laughs> so, yeah, they'll just exclude that Saturn one that everybody likes. <sighs> no, that would be no
4: that would, that would not be good guy Konami. <laughs> no,
2: that would be asshole Konami. Uh, but yeah, I kind of I deliberately skipped over the first line here, which was uh, they uh, announced a turbografx Graphics sixteen slash PC Engine mini. Which came out of complete left field. It Has
0: like three names for it depending on the region. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, it's just turbo
5: I, I just hope it, it doesn't turn out like the uh, the one that we saw for um, the PlayStation. Like, don't don't follow yeah. us in, Konami. Don't do it.
2: Well,
4: they have a good relationship with them too. Yeah. And have they
2: announced
0: who's working on this?
2: N- no, not yet. But I don't think those details are going to be uh, too far in uh, coming. Uh, and let me
0: see. They got the PC Engine Core Graphics Mini, mm-hmm. PC Engine Mini, and Turbo Graphics 16 Mini. Mm-hmm.
5: Just give me, give me a fucking CD, I please. You won't need
0: it. It's got the. it CD No, games no, no.
5: I know it does. I know it. But you give me some so I can make it look that way. Like if we're gonna, let's go the full Sega route. Oh this God! Thing. Is this the, the actual controller, controller
2: they have? Oh God. Yeah, that's the controller that we used to have. Oh yeah, my that's,
0: God! That's it what was... a
2: Turbo Graphics was... controller looked like. It's awesome. It's great.
0: I guess <laughs> the fun, the fun thing about this is. Uh, this is essentially your wii u uh evacuation plan
3: because
0: <laughs> this konami put a shitload of these games out on the wii u in the last year or yeah. two yeah. That's on the virtual console yeah it's like they were the last supporter of that console basically besides random indies indie games that come out
3: hmm.
4: for 99 cents we do know it is a turbo duo mini because these book one and two is on there yeah
2: those are cd games yeah Yep, that was a suit. That was a CD. so early Falcon.
4: Uh, yep, I think Rondo of Blood is a given.
2: That um, yeah.
4: if Falcom is on the table, I still I think we could see um, the Legend of Heroes one and two. Yeah,
2: um, well, for Japan because I don't think those were localized in the U.S.
4: We're dealing with them too here.
2: Yeah, they are crazy people. Um, that's why I love them. Uh, it, yeah. There was an a, there was an awesome documentary on my life in gaming about M two just to the, the, the just to show the links that these people go to, to. We gotta have those guys
4: back eventually.
2: Yeah, working on that. Uh, yeah, Corey said. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, next couple of weeks is a little crazy for him, but we're gonna try to work out the timing for that. Excellent. Yeah, because
0: I'm I'm looking at this list of Turbo Graphics games on the Wii U. It's like Air Zonk, Alien Crush, Battle Chopper, Battle Load Runner, Blazing Lasers, Barman ninety three ninety four Panic Bomber.
4: Blow three monks adventure,
0: monks mm-hmm. revenge. Yeah, I've heard like it's a great shmup system and all that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Break in, Chu Man, Fu China Warrior, Daytona Twin B, Devil's Crush, Digital Champ, yeah. uh, Double Dungeons, Dungeons. Yeah, it's like. let me that fighting street. I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Yeah, I would love China Warrior to be honest, just just for the fucking hell of it, because that is a shitty ass game. But the sprites are so fucking huge. It's true. Yeah. It, sure. it was actually
4: impressive that they crammed those sprites into this. It's like, ah,
0: oh, why are these guys throwing potatoes at you? Uh. <laughs> no,
4: no, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully uh,
2: given that Konami does have a good relationship with M2, they're the ones that will be handling it. Uh, somebody's yeah. going to have to because it's going to be a standalone system, so like none of that um, work that was done on the Wii U is going to carry over. So basically all this is going to have to be done by, from scratch again. Yeah,
4: it's just a good sign all around that Konami is turning around their worldview because a few years back when they picked up Hudson Soft, uh, Victor Ireland over at Gaijin Works actually tried advising them on how to handle the Hudson properties that they had acquired Mm -hmm. and was um, rebuffed. And they said, fuck you, we know pachinko machines. Basically. (laughs) And so hopefully this is a a sign of uh, better things to come.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, and next... it's like them realizing that their back catalog is worth something, and well, just... worth not leaving it on the previous platforms because it's well, like that, hey
5: if you guys yeah, have noticed that's that's the general consensus with all of these japanese companies that we're talking about is they just are just not aware of what they actually have you well they used to really just shocked. delete
0: the code for the games when they they were yeah. done because they didn't think there was anything worthwhile of keeping that around <laughs> which is why they had to redevelop final fantasy 8 and like <laughs> oh. kingdom hearts those yeah. collections is like they had to redo those games from scratch because yeah. it's like they just did not have the code anymore for some reason yeah Said, ah, nobody wants this Disney Final Fantasy bullshit anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, next up, we will talk about uh, whether the Switch is going to be a ten-year platform. Um, I'm going to say no,
0: unless people stop buying it.
5: I mean, I, it. I don't know. I part of me feels like this is something that that Nintendo could really benefit from Microsoft jumping in, in the pool and, and PlayStation jumping in the pool, or excuse me, Sony, and, and basically sort of upending what we think about a console generation. And Nintendo's always done those kinds of refreshes. They were doing them before they were popular, you
2: yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I want to see from Nintendo? I want hmm. to see uh, what I think would sell really, really well, and I'm not even, I'm not even joking here, uh, a kind of a, a smaller uh, handheld-only Switch. Uh, that uh, they brand
0: as the Switchblade. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: that would fucking
0: great. Well, oh, see, man. that joke was already taken by Bethesda. Yeah. They talked about Elder Scrolls Blades. It's like, oh, here's your Switchblade.
2: Yeah, well, uh, the version I'm thinking of would be more along the lines of a kind of a slider phone, maybe P- no, resembling the, the... Let me give some side talking. Uh, The PSP Go, if you're that might actually work. uh, Fold out controls, right?
5: That might work. Yeah, well, the Wall Street Journal is still saying that they're been developing something.
2: Yeah, Um, Uh, but yeah, the Switch as a brand, uh, I don't think is going anywhere. I think it's too successful now for them to just drop it after one. Yeah, the Switch itself, well, it came out in 2017 and it was underpowered when it came out. Uh, Yeah, a revision is is sure to happen. But that's going whether whether it retains compatibility with uh, older Switch games is going to depend on Nvidia's next SOC. uh, Because I can't imagine that Nintendo would want to change to AMD and have to redo all that work again. Um, Yeah, we 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 know they've just now gotten their Switch OS to be like mostly sort of okay, kinda. Uh, Yeah, Uh. still has issues, but. At least it's
3: like
5: I, I miss like, the music yeah. from their previous stuff. I know that sounds weird,
3: yeah.
5: but like you know the yeah. the the, the Switch the UI like is relatively the... Spartan.
3: Yeah. But yeah.
5: every every UI from Nintendo has always had like some personality, and I feel like the Switch doesn't fucking have it. We shop channel music.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. that's why I kind of like the the PS4 themes that have music, or even just change the the UI sounds.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like I have the Persona One, it's like oh yeah, now when I manage the the dashboard just sounds like Persona's uh, menu sound effects. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is real good. Yeah. When I had the Final Fantasy Seven one, it's like, oh, yeah, this sounds like Final Fantasy yeah, Seven. Sort of ding, ding, ding. Stuff. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, I got the Tetris effect one, and that's, uh, that was pretty cool. I like that one. Uh, so, yeah, so it's not uh, – I would say if they're going to refresh the Switch, um, and to me that's just all about given, uh, it's probably also going to be 2020. Yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, I think that's probably yeah. safe. Yeah. And I think that would be a smart move for them, too, because one of the things that's actually, I think, hurt Nintendo for a while is is that they're, they've are they produced their, their console just as somebody else is, like, midway through theirs or, or almost done with that generation. And so then they come along and it's like, so what are you doing here exactly?
3: Yeah.
5: And they've always sort of boxed themselves out of, well, you know, you could have a bunch of this stuff on your platform, but now we can't make it work because what the fuck are you doing? You yeah, know,
0: so. we saw that with some of the games they showed where it's like, yeah, that's The Witcher Three. Uh, don't look at it too much because it's, uh, <laughs> that's, it's that's, definitely yeah, rough.
5: <laughs> I applaud the effort, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, like, a guy, I'm a guy that'll fillet The Witcher Three any day of the week. But I don't know, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's and I, I'm the sort of person that likes seeing like those port downs to so, like the the PSP or the GBA or the DS or whatever remakes. Hmm. Yeah, like where they oh hey here's. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas on the PSP is like how the fuck would they make that work? Yeah. It's like you know what, it was different. It was a different story and all that, but it actually worked pretty well. Hmm. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't work well, but yeah, uh, Nintendo is going to be running to that just purely on performance, yeah. whereas like trying to present some of these games and like they can kind of work, but The Witcher Three was a game that didn't really work too well on the Xbox One and PS4, much less the Pro and X, and it's mm-hmm. like bring it to a much weaker platform just for the, the novelty of it being somewhat portables. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be now, interesting to see how people take to that.
4: What I feel the need to clarify in uh, presenting that question about the switch being a 10 year platform is not necessarily reiterating the hardware, but actually replacing it. I, um, I think they would shed a lot of goodwill if they launched an actual new platform. Yeah,
3: you know, I don't, I don't think year. they'll do
5: that. I think they finally, yeah. I think they finally are in in the position where they are successful again. Which you know we, we we've watched them take their hits you know for these last yeah. you know, especially with the Wii U. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
5: I don't think they're going to give that up, especially if it's like if it's over the, the choice of you know, do we alienate our current base? Like, I don't think Nintendo is going to be that stupid.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they've got to get back into sort of lockstep with the existing console cycles.
5: Yeah, and I think they'll be able to do that if they do a refresh in 2020.
0: Yeah. Um, Especially if they, they can get it to, like, a, a DS, 3DS kind of situation where it might be more powerful, uh, but it gives you, you know, compatibility with the previous stuff and doesn't mm-hmm. really change too much in a way that makes sense, but not having the novelty of, like, a 3D... Screen where it changes how the games are made completely. Yeah, yeah. and right, like right less... now, uh,
2: as it stands, the Switch is—you'll uh, y- notice that yeah, the, some of the games are running kind of chunky, uh, but Nintendo has actually built in a lot of headroom in the uh, in the Switch hardware itself. Yeah, yeah, I read about that. Because they were running, they're basically running that hardware at about half of what it was. It's like half speed, right? Yeah, half speed. And some games now are like, that are starting to come out and getting updated. They're actually starting to take advantage of that extra headroom. Yeah, I read
5: some about like one of the things they do for some of the headroom is at least like if they can't improve like the graphic fidelity or something else like that, they'll ramp up the chip um, for load times. Yeah, like it'll spike to like 120% and things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. somebody just picked up uh, NBA 2K19 for 3 bucks on a Switch after playing it a bit on the PS4, I was like, oh boy, wow. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, they
0: sure got it on here, but it runs at, uh, I think, 30 frames per second compared to 60 on the other consoles,
3: yeah.
0: and that's a challenge to change how I have to play the game, because uh, taking shots is different at two different frame rates yeah. like that. It's like, uh, the bar does not fill up as smoothly.
2: Yeah, uh, and the yeah, well, two K's switch ports have not been great. Um, no, I'm not sure what's.
0: Oh, it was real fun filling out the the account stuff at the beginning of the game,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then having it's like, okay, you did that. Now sit here for like 30 minutes as we download the rest of your data. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, I'm just going to put this on the dock because it's going to just run out of battery before this is done. Yeah. So.
2: All right, so uh, last question before we get to our picks and our final thoughts of the show. Uh, so does Sony not being there, like, actually end up hurting them?
4: Uh, well, they certainly didn't get anything out of E3 this year.
0: Yeah, I think they largely just, uh, they benefit by the fact that most everything is multi-platform. And so, like, the, the biggest thing at Microsoft's show was a game that's coming out for PS4. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: Cyberpunk.
0: And, yeah. and with Keanu Reeves, like, making all the headlines, it's like, okay, that's coming to PS4.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And they didn't have to spend any money to have people get excited about that game. Yeah. Uh, then see Microsoft sort of fumble with, like, the weird Gears 5 stuff. Yeah. Like, some of their own stuff, they kind of fumbled a bit, where it's like, okay, this Gears, like, why are we under the stage now? why'd you lock all these wrestlers under the stage? Cause they're going to start streaming at some point. It's like, what?
4: And they seemed as confused as anybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, uh, I guess they live under there now, but they got to go do some wrestling shows in a couple days. So they better get let out at some point. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. like some of Microsoft's own games didn't really pay off too much. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of multi platform stuff, like Square Enix's stuff was like mostly either Switch or PS4.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's like they got the benefit of that. There was a VR show uh, press conference. Uh, and like a lot of uh, PSVR stuff got announced there. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. But also Sony. I think, Sony I was know. there. Do like business stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think,
5: I think I'm just the odd man between y'all because I think it was really poor for them not to show up. But I think the reason they did is because they, I I think they didn't have have anything. I think they didn't have anything to show. What were they going to do? Like, remember, they, they popped their, they really blew their load at 2017. And, you know, um, and then we got all these huge games in 2018, and then now yeah. 2019, you know, the big stuff is like what, like Last of Us 2, and we don't know when the fuck that's coming out. And I think, well, I think, I think it's it, also, yeah, yeah, I like think it,
0: how much it costs to go to the show and set up all this stuff Yeah, for what they get out of it. And it's like, you know, publishers well, are starting to realize the ESA and E3 are not exactly evolving that stuff as fast as they need to. And that's why the head of the ESA got outed. Uh, oh, I,
5: but I think I think that's a different conversation though, and to a certain extent, because yeah, I, I would get it if Yacht Club didn't show up, but fucking Sony is yeah. a different thing. Like, uh. like they they are for for this generation especially, you know, they aren't synonymous with gaming. They're the fucking big swinging dick, and for them not to show up, the only reason that I could see them not doing that is because they didn't have anything to show. I can't. And, think and the the onus
4: on is on them to fill up the calendar too.
5: Yeah, yeah. I so mean, that, it's, that's that's
2: very telling that they didn't choose to do something like uh, do a prepared state of play video. Yeah, and, you know, do what he, what Nintendo did not show up, but you know, at least have something,
5: have something to show. Yeah, because that's the other thing that, that that is coming across to me is. Um, they didn't have anything to show, number one, so that's why they weren't there, and I think it's also because they're not really sure if they're going to be, we know that they're talking about BC, but I don't think they have any of their plans set in stone, and the first thing that was going to happen is gamers are going to be like, what about Ghost of Tsushima, or whatever the fuck it's called, what about Last of Us, is it, are we waiting for these on PS5, how is this going to work, blah, 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 and I don't think they want to answer those questions, so instead of actually, yeah, so instead of them not showing up to answer those questions, they just didn't show up at all, Mm. and 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 like chris said they kind of just let the third party speak for them and well well i i just i don't think that's a good way to do to do business but i don't necessarily know that it hurts them that much yeah
0: i don't think the e3 is like that impactful on people's purchasing decisions It's like you looked at how people presented their games like 90% of the time it was cinematic trailers that didn't really tell you much about the game other than like here's this brand you like got a new one of those it's like, yeah, it's like, what the fuck is this game? I like the Avengers. What the hell is this? Why should I, you know, not going to make a decision because they talked about uh, who was in the Avengers. Well, it's I like, don't know. I,
5: I, guess, I guess that's the other reason why. Like, I think some people might have thought that Microsoft's showing was lackluster, but I mean, they showed a lot of fucking games. Not all of them are interesting, yeah. but they showed some fucking games. And I think that's the other, I think that, I think. The other reason that I feel this way and why it, it kind of bothers me is because I do think that we're in full-on arrogant Sony mode. and yes. Sony, if Sony thought that anybody was a threat to them, I think they would have showed up and shown the same fucking trailers again. But they didn't. And I'll be honest with you, I'm starting to wonder if that kind of hubris is going to bite them in the ass the way that it did with the 360 and 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 all of that shit. So because I think I think the 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 thing that I took out of the presser more than anything was. Nintendo and Microsoft are showing the fuck up. Like, it's not like yep. it was with the Wii U generation and with with, um, with the Xbox One launch. Like, I think these those two companies, which whether any of them want to act like they're competitors or not, they most absolutely are, and they most definitely are. Um, Nintendo and Microsoft are showing up to the point that it almost seems like they are, they are coexisting because they don't want to deal with Sony, and they're like, fuck Sony. And then, because this was really, to me, microsoft and nintendo show and i don't really feel like much was lost by sony not being there which i also think kind of speaks to the fact that if there was anything else that we knew that was coming out them being missing would have been a big deal but because we don't really know because they haven't talked about anything except what we saw in 2017 and 2018 i just to me it just it just reeks of they're not quite sure what they're doing with the next generation so they don't want to show up and get questions asked yeah. I don't. I feel. I definitely don't feel like it's a monetary thing because Sony doesn't. Sony doesn't have a fucking monetary problem. They have a bookkeeping problem, which is a different thing. But Sony doesn't have a money issue. Um. And so using it like, oh well, we're not getting the kind of rate of return on that. I, I don't buy that, especially when you had. Um, could you imagine what would happen if there was a fucking Sony booth with the. Um, with the fact that Final Fantasy VII came out, and then they could fucking start to like truly just partner with Square and be like, yeah, fucking PlayStation's going to be the place to play this. Fuck Microsoft and all this other bullshit. We're going to deliver, yada, yada, yada. Because I think for anybody that there was sort of a layman at these shows, Final Fantasy VII's remake was the thing. Mm. And that could have been... Even if Sony showed up, that could have been an incredible way to fucking capitalize. Like, we have one of the best-looking games that's going to be coming out on our fucking system first. And, you know, here's why. Oh, by the way, here's the other shit that we got. Like, it would have been definitely an opportunity for them to do a one-two punch to go, this generation was ours. Fuck you, Nintendo. And fuck you, Microsoft. And they didn't do that. And I think it's just because they don't have anything. And that's something that's concerning, at least for me. But I think it's also being brought news is bad news. Yeah, I think it's also truly also because of arrogant Sony. You know this is this is how they are. Man, well, and so.
1: that's the perception too for a lot of people is that they didn't even fucking care enough to give us you know a five minute video, yeah. If that, so why are we gonna you know why are we gonna bust our asses trying to find out when the PS Five is coming out?
4: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure they'll be more than ready to tell us next year.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. sure, but you know they're still selling the PS4 Pro for fucking 250 300 bucks. 300 why should anybody pay sale. that? yeah why should yeah. anybody pay that? yeah so, and that's why
5: I think that's why I think these conferences worked out much better for Microsoft than Nintendo because they not only showed we're here now but we're also going to be here for the future yeah. Sony just didn't show up at all
3: yeah
2: yeah, yeah. and
5: I mean yeah,
3: Microsoft so people, I
2: mean, Spencer it's what he said uh, basically like yeah E3's better if Sony's here right,
3: yep. like, show he up to the play there. yeah
1: yeah, yeah but they
5: didn't. Yeah, and I don't I don't think they've gotten banged on as hard as they should for that. I think it's it's I, again, I don't play my PlayStation as much as I play my Xbox and I don't play my Xbox as much as I play my PC, but you know, I I do think about that like when we see we know that Microsoft has gotten aggressive with their price points for things because Sony beat the shit out of them this generation. Um, but I think what we've, we've definitely seen is you guys remember the PS3 turnaround. Yeah. I feel like that's what Microsoft and Nintendo did on the tail end of this generation. Yep. They they showed up and they said, this is what we can do. Nintendo focused on their strengths. And I think Microsoft did as well. Um, and I think to me, at least when we're, when we're I, cause I really do feel like this E3 was also indicative of sort of a, a, landmark shift in the console space in that now we have we have, we have have all three of the big hardware groups going, we have no problem doing iterative consoles. So the idea of what a generation is I think sort of fundamentally changes there. But I also think especially with Microsoft embracing the idea of backwards compatibility like in, a, in sort of a Steam-like way, like you're going to be able to play your games. If you buy them with us, you're going to be able to keep playing them is a really important thing. Um, and it's one that we know Sony needs to go in that direction, but they've shown they have you know, they have to be dragged there. Um, and so in a lot of ways, Sony not showing up, to me, almost feels like in a way like the industry is not moving on without them, because that's definitely not the right way to, to explain it, but that Sony has sort of always been kind of like this big figure in the gaming industry. And them not showing up and not having anything to show, I think also shows that what we have now will also work just fine. Um, and if I was in Sony's position, I'd actually kind of be worried about that. I don't think you can be arrogant at that point and go, yeah, we didn't show up, but that's okay. When you look at, like, look at all the shit that, again, I know we had a bunch of third party stuff on the Microsoft stage, but that's, that's big, that's big shit. And especially when at the tail end of the generation, Microsoft's big push for a lot of gamers is play your multi-platform shit here. Then you're also creating a type of hook for that ecosystem, which is going to make it easier for them to stay there. For the next generation, and they're already talking about that, and Sony's not. Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So,
2: so. let's get on to our uh, our game picks of the show. Uh, we're running long, so we'll try to keep these as quick as short as possible. Yeah. I guess. Uh, so uh, for mine, uh, from the Ubisoft conference, uh, Watch Dogs Legion and God yes. and Monsters, uh, two really awesome games. Well, that looked looked awesome, uh, and. Two Ubisoft games, which I typically don't care for. So, you know, know, they're doing something that I'm interested in. So there's that. Uh, Then uh, from Bethesda, uh, Doom Eternal. That's like, duh. Uh, For me, it's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Square had uh, Oninaki, which looked... uh, I had no interest in in that game up until I saw it actually in, in action i um, like,
4: yeah, it's basically an
2: ease title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I can get into this. Uh, and then uh, also from Bethesda uh, was uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, yeah. Which looked incredibly interesting and, you know, very unusual. And uh, Inuki Nakamura is amazing. So uh, those were my picks of the show.
4: Um, but you, Pat? I'm going to be agreeing with you on Watchdogs Legion Oninaki Ghostfire Tokyo. Absolutely, um, those are all on my radar now, and I, you know, can't wait to see more of them. Um, I'm also going to throw some love to the Square Enix show because of Trials of Mana and Saga Scarlet Grace, um, just because I'm really thrilled to to see them circling back to get some of those games on um you know get get them to the west which up until now I mean I've had the saga scarlet grace soundtrack on my uh work computer for over a year now and I've um been completely glued to it and was hoping I'd get to play the game that it's attached to and now I finally will um the Shadowbringers launch trailer turned everything on its head,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and um, there are hours-long videos on YouTube now, just uh, deconstructing, um, sort of, sort of uh, dissecting the video. And every time you go over it, there's something new you find, and uh, just the next two weeks cannot go by quickly enough.
1: No, um, he can go slowly so I can finish, <laughs> so I can play too.
4: And well, I'll get you there. I told you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then circling back to Oninaki for a minute, I uh, at first I was kind of worried that they were leaving their um traditional Square Enix roots behind them, but that's not what they're doing at all. They're they're ticking the Brave Fencer Musashi box hmm. by making this game, and I think that's a good. I think that's a good move for them. Um, other than that, remakes and re-releases, obviously, uh, Collection of Mana is there, uh, Romancing Saga 3, which has one of the best Super NES soundtracks of all, Hmm. um, to experience, is coming over. I'm I'm thrilled to see those. This has been the best E3 in years for me.
3: Hmm.
4: So, I'm, um, I should probably also throw a shout out to Shenmue three as well, because that game looks fantastic. Yeah. All you right. Know, those are my picks.
1: Okay. Teresa. Well, obviously animal crossing. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, that, that goes without saying for anybody who's, you've only been waiting. How long? Uh, like five years. <laughs> um, I, I'm really excited about what I saw there. I'm not even close to upset that they delayed it out to March. It's it's fine. It's fine. I got a date. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good.
4: And they're not going to um, kill their developers making it.
1: No, no. And again, I want it done right, which they they want it done right too. I think everybody understands that. Yeah, maybe some people were super salty, but they've got to sit down and and just wait and just wait um but uh right behind that the breath of the wild sequel i will be watching with great interest and um shadow bringers absolutely i will be all over that um really everything you guys said so far yes i i hope that i get a chance to play it some more than others but uh spirit was one that uh you know, I, I was watching yeah. it, and they showed what uh, precisely twenty seconds of gameplay, and I'm like, "Yep, okay, that's my jam." <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, but um, those those are my top four in that order: Animal Crossing, Breath of the Wild, Shadowbringer, Spiritfarer. Hmm. All
2: right. Yep. Um, so, Chris.
0: Yeah, so I'm with Teresa on Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, it's the dystopian future, uh, capitalist future <laughs> game that's. I never knew, uh, the series was going to turn into, but it seemed inevitable from the original where I was paying <laughs> off my mortgage the whole game. Uh, it was just all about that.
4: Well, there was uh, that comic where, uh, somebody left their save alone for like five years and Proletariat Revolution broke out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a series I've only played two of the four because I never got the ones on Wii and DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think I didn't really have any interest in that. So when I jumped in on 3DS, I was like, alright, this is a game that fucking broke my 3DS. Because <laughs> you're just skipping through all that goddamn text and it just, it just wore out the damn button.
3: Because
0: yeah. <laughs> Nintendo can't make uh, handhelds that last. Mm. Uh, or a game that doesn't require you to push a button 800,000 times. Which mm. mm.
4: uh, never used to be a fucking problem. Mm. No. Right?
0: But they also made a console uh, handheld that scratches its own top screen. And it's like, okay, all, all bets are off with this thing.
4: Yeah.
0: Mm. Um,. But, yeah, that's, that looks great. I put a link in the the Skype chat for you, Teresa. It's, they played about yeah. 27 minutes of that, so watch that and, uh, see how they introduce the rewards points, cause I was, I was listening to them, I was like, wait, are they talking about a fucking rewards program? Why the fuck is there a rewards? Of course that fucking asshole sets up this sort of shit to exploit you. <laughs> and make you do all this fucking work for pennies on the dollar, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Oh, sure yeah, that game. Chris, how do you really feel? <laughs> I'm fucking mad at this asshole. I'm gonna fucking make him pay. I'm gonna fucking write "fuck Tom Nook" on the path. That's my goal. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> I know. I do know what I'm gonna do with that game at launch. We're gonna stream that. Me f- putting "fuck Tom Nook" on there. <laughs> See how long it takes for Nintendo to t- tear down that stream.
1: Now we'll get KK, we'll get Kappa. Yeah, me and, and KK are
0: going to be fucking taking down the system.
1: <laughs> with Rossetti. all three of us. Uh, fuck, Rossetti. he's an arc. Yeah, we'll, we'll tear it down. Tear we're going to recruit
0: Tim and, Timmy and Tommy.
1: <laughs> Revolution.
0: Uh, yeah, we're going to just tear this shit down from the inside, just on this hunt, It's going to be Lord of the Flies, and we're taking down <laughs> Tom Nook first.
5: Now all of a sudden I want to play this fucking game.
0: Hey, it's... Uh, I, I demand a mod. <laughs> uh, but yeah that's that's definitely my most anticipated game just coming out of the show mm. uh, another one that's just got announced uh, yesterday uh, Torchlight 2 is coming to consoles mm. fucking finally
3: yeah. Wow, that
0: should have happened at the beginning of this generation somehow it never did mm. yeah. Uh, and yeah like while we wait for Blizzard to sit here and fuck around getting a Diablo 4 out there uh, a couple people putting out games that are Ready to fill in that spot for the time being, yep. uh, and that's uh, Torchlight Two is September third,
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, which is the same day as Borderlands Three.
3: Hmm.
0: I think I'll uh, play that one instead of Borderlands Three. Yeah, I think <laughs> the is- eat a dick, <laughs> and it'll be twenty bucks. Uh, and that looks like that's going to be a lot of fun to because I have that on PC. I played a good bit of it, but I uh, just never really got too into it. Hmm. Uh, but I'm ready for uh, a second chance. Uh, I also put Spirit Fair. Hmm. Uh, in there because that, it just looks like a fun. It, it's a weirdly positive game about something that's actually very grim.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: because yeah. you're essentially running the ferry of the dead. Uh, but it's not as it's not played off as like very dark and all that. You're just like helping your friends or whatever get to the the afterlife. Mm. Uh, while all while you know building out your ship uh, with different, uh, stuff on it you know, stopping off at places to get new things and all that. That seems like a nice little thing. Yeah. Um, I was a big Minecraft dungeons cause of course going to have another Diablo game.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's going to be coming out, I think next spring. Uh, and that's going to be just fun having like something, uh, of a spinoff of Minecraft that's, you know, does something interesting. Yeah. Uh, versus just, Hey, we put out a new, like weird in game mode that lets you play like this, like Diablo Hmm. It's like, I just make it its own thing. And it looks like it's gonna be pretty fun. Uh having that kind of cool art style with that. Hmm. Uh I also picked Final Fantasy VIII because I want to play that game. I even though I already have it uh for on the, the PS3, the PS1 classic version.
4: Yeah. I just thought it's weird that they um No, I'm kinda of with you on Final Fantasy VIII because even though um I have a very acrimonious history with that game Compared hey, uh, to that game what? Is
5: trash.
4: Compared to what passed for a Final Fantasy game for so many years after that? Um, there's something exactly now about right it. strike zone of what I want to play.
5: Yeah, because it's I like
4: just I'm just surprised they couldn't be fucked to fix the frame rate.
0: Yeah, uh, so tell you why they didn't
5: fix the frame rates because that game is trash.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So my history with that is I remember renting it. Uh, and then
5: you realized it was trash. You see where
0: I'm going with this? Oh my god. No. Uh, <laughs> I remember liking it, but also just being kind of weird. It's like, playing FF7, everybody's just deformed and weird. Looking like here, everybody looks more like that actual humans. That was a huge uh, step forward. Yeah. And was like, oh shit. These are actual people now. Not just weird toys. That just change upon whatever screen you get to. Uh, and yeah, that's, it's also just like, hey, Evan, that kind of JRPG is like something that we don't necessarily get all that much of, uh, in a sense, because a lot of them try and do new things and like this one, just where it's like, Hey, what if we made, we put, we take this big sword, we put a fucking gun on it as our (laughs) innovation for this time. Uh, and it's like, okay, sure. Uh, if you you think
5: about it, it's like the most American sounding thing ever. Yeah. And he was wearing like, a. you see
0: it and it's it's not.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
4: uh, Lee, I'm kind of curious. I recently posted a list of changes that I would have personally made to Final Fantasy VIII just to make it a better video game. And I genuinely want to make a mod for the PC version with those changes. And I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, but I would be very interested in your feedback on it, considering that you feel largely the same way I do about the original.
5: Yeah, no, I'll check it out, because I think that game is trash. I think there's there's bones there for something that can be really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, then there wasn't. Yeah. Right, I'm going to tag so, you in that yeah please do I'll take a
0: look yeah and I'm just because when I rented it I I didn't really play much of it for whatever reason
5: it's cause like, it's it's, trash.
0: no because I was just weird because <laughs> I remember playing Final Fantasy 7 a good bit but then I was replaying it on the PS4 it's like I don't think I got a Midgar somehow despite thinking I played a bunch of it but uh, this I just rented it so it was like I had it for a few days and then took it back Uh, never really followed up on it and just jumped into 9 when that came out.
1: Well, worse than that is I played 8 up until the last 30 minutes and I was just like, eh, fuck it, I'm not finishing.
4: That was one of the more annoying final dungeons in the game, (laughs) in the series.
5: Dude, I forced myself through that like it had the antidote at the end. I don't know what I was doing. The only other time I've had a worse experience with just pushing through a game was actually Assassin's Creed 3. I was just like, God, just kill me. I just want this to be over
0: with. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like Jade Cocoon 2 is a JRPG that I played a bunch of. Uh, and I got to the final boss, like no real problems, and then found out I was way underleveled. And your ability to go back and grind was to the very, the dungeon at the very beginning of the game. So you're gonna be grinding out for like one or two XP at a time, and it's like, this is not fucking worth it. I I would have to have like the most amazing RNG luck ever to beat that boss
3: mm-hmm. and
0: so i was like eh, i can't beat this so i guess i'm done with this game mm. and it was like disappointing to enjoy a game that much and just have to drop it because they yeah. fucked it up mm. yeah. uh yeah it's like that's something like if it came out this time like around now they would actually be able to balance it fix it up yeah. uh, and that's like the problem with games back then it's like eh, this game's kind of fucked right at the end mm-hmm that's how's ever going to be for the rest of time. Unless I somehow just, you know, emulate it on a PC and just figure out a way to change the values. So I can just do a million timestamps, just finish it one hit. <laughs> just like, all right, there's my ending or just Google the ending. And I do I've never done that. I never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. That's just a weird thing. just kind of moved on. It's like, ah, oh, this is out of my uh, memory for the rest of time. Um, but yeah, that's, That'd be fun to just jump back into it and have, you know, 7, 8, 9 uh, together again. Uh, even for as much as I haven't played all those games even now. Uh, but i also looking forward to Link's Awakening. Uh, it's a game I played on. I forget where it was. I, Which version I had. I, I don't know if it was on the Wii U or 3DS or whatever. Probably 3DS, I assume. But yeah, I played a good bit. I just don't have great affection for the old Zelda games. Mm. I jumped in with Wind Waker, and it's like that was probably the worst thing because that game is so open and different from the rest that it just makes everything else it's like formulaic just feel worse in comparison, especially with the next game being Twilight Princess where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going back to that format and we're not doing anything different mm. to that. Uh, but Link's Awakening, I'm curious to see what they've done to sort of make it more modern, Uh, friendly because i loved a link between worlds which is kind of just a follow-up to a link to the past uh, but made some really nice changes to the formula
1: well i think the map is going to help quite a bit
0: yeah 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 because i played a good bit of it and then just kind of got lost at a certain point forgot what to do i didn't bother getting a guide or anything to try and figure out okay where the fuck am i and how the fuck do i continue this like that sort of thing like when you get lost it was in really JRPG. easy to get lost
4: in that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like when you get lost in a JRPG, and it's like, okay, I got this game fact: where the fuck am I in this, you <laughs> know, two hundred thousand word uh, file? Shit, dude,
1: <sighs> we didn't even have used that to find shit, for that, we had to get that stupid Nintendo Power magazine back in the day in order to figure out how to get out of wherever we got lost.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I yeah.
1: I almost
4: think the ESRB needs to make two ratings: one for the the content of the game, and one for the things that you're going to be saying while playing the game.
0: <laughs> it's like how fucked yeah. is this game? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is super fucked. Oh yeah, I'm into that super fucked shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be a fun one to mm-hmm. check out, and that's not that's like three months away. Yeah, Hopefully I not
1: it's that close. F-
0: yeah. yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see how, uh, how that does, and it, hopefully they get the the frame rate stuff under control. Otherwise, it seems like it's it's gonna be a good game,
3: mm-hmm.
0: especially with the the great art style has. As much like Jeff has been saying that people keep telling everybody looks like Funko Pops. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> it looks nothing like Funko Pops. Looks
3: like, like they even fast, took
0: the like we said. It took they took the. Uh, they got a keychain and like went to the Funko Pop booth on the show floor. And it's like, look at these. These don't look anything alike, so fuck off, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally just being yeah, mad because they hate Funko Pops for good reasons. Mm-hmm. As much as because people have sent them to them to torture them. Uh, I think even Jeff Gersman has a Jeff Gersman Funko Pop. Like, you can get some custom made. That's like the that.
4: thing that exists. Oh.
0: It's like a custom made one that you can get made. Mm hmm. But it's it's ridiculous, and that's why they're always, like, just really c- uh, confused by the Gears Pop game. Because hmm. that is just a very weird thing, especially what the gameplay is. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm excited about from this show. Alright, so what do you do?
5: Yeah, no, I'm pretty short and sweet. The stuff that we already knew. I'm really looking forward to Dragon Quest 11. Uh, of course, Cyberpunk, because I will fucking play anything the CD Projekt Red puts out. Um, I was actually. Uh, I was really surprised with the Keanu Reeves reference, but I thought that was – I thought that was so cool considering, you know, all the stuff that he's done that's it's been like in Cyberpunk, Johnny Mnemonic, fucking The Matrix, all that shit. Um, I'm I'm actually really interested in Ghost Recon now that I know that they have the AI teammates back in it. Um, that uh, – the time loop game that Microsoft showed, 12 minutes.
3: Yeah.
5: Um, that I just, that was one of the things that actually that I ended up taking from Microsoft show overall that I thought was really interesting is I kind of missed the times when the industry was just kind of weird. And I feel like, and, and they were taking, you know, some more chances and, and, and things like that. And, um, so seeing stuff like that as, as something that was coming out is just really, really cool for me. Um, that was something else as well as my wife was sitting on the couch and was watching the Microsoft show with me. She was like, wow, that actually looks really, really interesting. Um, and, and I definitely agreed with her. I'm, I'm, cautiously optimistic for watchdogs i I definitely want to try it out and and like you know be somebody's grandmother and murder people like that really seems cool to me that was Uh, just
4: fantastic
5: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i'm I'm definitely interested in that and and, uh if there's a multiplayer component where i can like play with you guys and be like a murderous granny like oh that'll be fucking great Great. Um, sell me the game decisively yeah absolutely same here i'd fucking buy that shit day one like so wait a minute you mean i can play grandma with you guys and i can kill people okay cool let's do that shit
3: yeah it does not um, by
5: the way oh fuck yeah. all right well shit we're we in there <laughs> um, but no and then and i'm also looking forward to uh link's awakening as well I, I link's awakening you know kind of brings me back to a time like going back to what i said a minute ago when nintendo was just especially at that time was just doing weird shit you know, they were trying to see what, what sticks and, and Link's Awakening is one of those games that don't feel like it's nearly as good as a Link to the Past. But I think it's a really good sort of addendum, as it were. Um like, you know, it does some interesting things and you can see some Mario DNA in it and then you know, so I'm real curious to see how that, that turns out and I'm really looking forward to it. Um I'm also looking forward to the uh, Marvel Alliance three. Um, I want to see how that turns out. I love those games. I, I'm just a, a big fan of beat 'em ups in general. So I, I thought I, I agree with Pat. I think it's one of the best E3s that I've seen in years. In that it it showed me some stuff that I was definitely looking for. Showed me some stuff that I wasn't expecting, and I didn't really come away with much where I felt like, oh man, what you know, this stuff is a letdown. Um, I mean, it made me believe in E3
4: again. I, I mean, you've you've been around me. You you know I've taken a giant shit on the last three E3s. Yeah. And. um yeah, this this one really made me um it gave me hope for future E threes as well. It makes me feel like not everyone has forgotten the point.
5: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, so I, I really I just thought it was a really overall a really well done show. And uh I'm I'm very uh interested in kind of what's what's coming next, most definitely. Mm-hmm. So Alright.
2: So uh I guess we have to ask the age old question, who won E three?
4: Nintendo. Uh- I feel like a fucking winner myself. Um, But yeah, I'm with Teresa. Nintendo with uh, Square Enix closely behind. Uh, If they could have found a way to sell me a copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'd say they took it. But um, it's definitely a top two there. Nintendo and Square Enix, They, uh, they blew me away.
5: Yeah, I feel like for me, it's a tie between Microsoft and Nintendo. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I feel like Microsoft showed up for 2020 and Nintendo showed up for 2019.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Tom Nook won. <laughs> uh, he <laughs> he is just the billionaire in this scenario, just hmm. torturing people uh, to get more money out of them.
1: And we pay to be tortured.
0: Yes. Yeah, what's what, up with
1: that? What is that? this racket?
3: <laughs> what is
0: this racket? Yeah, I mean, I was I was a kid getting paying off my mortgage in my town, collecting shit and selling it just to pay that off. <laughs> uh, it's it's a metaphor for life.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, everything that's wrong with it.
3: Yeah,
0: you yeah. just collect that shit, hoping one day it's valuable <laughs> enough to get you out of your hellhole.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's so not true wrong. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And
4: uh, uh, things just got a little too real here. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what Tomluck does to everybody. Hmm. Breaks you down. And then you f- fucking delete the game and you realize you can set yourself free. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Oh
1: God.
0: Uh, More liberating
1: yeah. than leaving Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Nice anticipated game guys. <laughs> God, if
0: he's running a fucking social network, Oh my god!
1: Uh No, that'll be the next one. Yeah, you know, probably. in like twenty uh,
0: twenty eight. Oh, yeah. I, I have to see more if he's running like, you know, Nookbook. <laughs> Nookbook. <laughs> where you're fucking talking to people on the internet? It's just like, oh, where are the red pills in here? Because uh, I got to fucking roast them. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought most of the shows were decent. At least had a couple things I was interested in. Some stuff I wasn't. Uh. Yeah, the Microsoft one's okay. Not really a ton, like yeah, like I said before, it was more of a, an advertisement for Game Pass and why I should at least continue pursuing uh, cheap sub uh ways to add uh add more time to that stuff. Yeah. Uh 'cause uh you know, just get to play some of this new stuff without having to put any further money into it. That's pretty good. So the way I like the reason why I like EA Access is like for thirty bucks for a year. I don't have to buy any EA games if I don't if I'm not like super necessary. You have to play it day one hmm. uh, sort of thing where it's like, okay, yeah, I can get in here, check this stuff out and, you know, move on without having to be like, well, I paid 60 bucks for this. I better fucking play it hmm. sort of thing. And I think that's the nice part of that stuff. Uh It's like, you know what, if this is, you know, got me five hours of fun out of, you know, whatever 8,000 hours they want you to play it, like, that five hours is good enough, mm. especially with like stuff like Forza Horizon Four. Is like, you know, I put like thirty hours into this. So it wants me to put three hundred. You know, fuck them. Mm. Thirty hours is good enough. Mm-hmm. I opened enough. I did enough wheel spins for a lifetime <laughs> from just leaving streams sitting online mm. uh, overnight.
4: And I'm just in the weird category of I only play one EA game a year, but I absolutely have to have it on day one.
0: Mm. Yeah, like mm. you're you play a ton of it. Yeah. it's like how i buy mlb the show and i play a bunch of it and it's like if i had to wait six months to play the full thing because if it's in the sub it's like i wouldn't do that
4: yeah
0: uh but it's like how i bought burnout paradise remastered it's like i gotta have that i gotta inject that into my veins <laughs> I it on every platform uh and that's just how it goes uh but yeah I just I don't know that I'm necessarily a big fan of the PC part of the whole thing. It's just not well organized just yet. And yeah, their their launcher just isn't great. But that's because it's still
1: early on, hopefully. Right. It's it's gonna be super interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah. Like And the they'll stuff do I've something great with it, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like when I look at I just opened it, it's like the installed is just in this weird bar on the side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh launching it's you just hit the button on there and launch it. Uh, but like, yeah, just getting around, it just feels very bare bones in the way that it's at least a good start for them. Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm not a really a big PC person, so I don't have like a ton of space. So I'm not downloading, you know, Metro Exodus cause I can't fucking run that shit anyway. <laughs> on a 770. Even though it'll probably run fine, but it,
3: mm, it's like, no, if I'm going to play it, no. let's
0: say 670 for minimum.
3: Mm. Uh, but yeah it's like
0: most of the games I'm going to play It'll on just this scream for death
4: yeah. yeah
0: most of the game pass stuff I'm going to play is going to be on the console itself yeah uh, where I can at least run it fine and just put all my bullshit up on here like where I have that supermarket shriek and the messenger and uh, a couple other games like small stuff yeah. it's mm-hmm. like you know what this is going to take up all my SSD room and it's going to give me time to just fuck around with this uh yeah, okay yeah so, it was perfectly fine like the stuff I'm most looking forward to this year is like still like Death Stranding uh yeah. that's just a game I watch that trailer every once in a while and just like marveling like, all the ridiculous shit it's like oh yeah this is everything that games should be it's just <laughs> fucking stupid as hell
3: hmm.
0: with all these different Mads Mickelsons in there <laughs> just gotta <laughs> collect them all
2: oh yeah uh, for I guess uh, I'm gonna just say that I hate this entire who won E3 thing which is why I decided to go last Yeah, uh, because you know for me E3 is it's not a tournament it's not a competition uh, yeah. you know you don't have Bruce Buffer saying uh, in this corner hailing from Kyoto Japan Nintendo see I would be completely okay with that though <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah it, it, it's you, when you ask people who won e three you know you, you ask twenty different people, you're gonna get ten different answers. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's basically just who's your favorite team yeah basically it's like, yeah
2: yeah basically e three is um it, it's a lot like an adult house of entertainment. Yeah. you go there, you see the attractions, what appeals to you is a very personal choice. And what you get out of it, you get. The, you go there, you get tantalized by uh, all of the all of the shinies. Uh, you might set out a little bit of money, uh, and then uh, you, there is the promise of eventual satisfaction later on. Yeah. But that's going to cost you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: and like, well, that yeah. that's a very apt metaphor. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's We're like well I You know, yeah. there's no reason to be like, oh yeah, fuck xbox it's all ps4 it's like i can just take all these i can play any of them
4: right well i I think the whole uh fanboy attack uh really misses the point of the concept of winning and losing e3 because
0: we're all winners
4: for me it's all about um you know companies will perform differently at e3 and i think those performances do have consequences you know um 2013 and uh 2015 being really good examples of that um I think those were where uh, – I think Sony really carried the generation by winning those two E3s. And so, um, you know, if it comes down to just who your favorite team is, I, I think it's just going about it improperly. Yeah. But I can definitely understand the sentiment.
3: Hmm.
4: Um, but um, I've always looked at the concept of winning and losing E3 as, well um, – how good did you make people feel about your platform, or if you're a third party, about your uh, catalog of upcoming titles for the next year? And um, those results are fairly quantifiable and not created equal.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. you know, I've heard I've heard people say Sony won E3 because they didn't show up.
4: So. You know, it's. Really... I would love to hear the explanation for that, but okay.
5: But, yeah. you don't need one. and not They're really fucking not. fanboys. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. like,
4: and, yeah. th- and that's an example of missing
2: the point. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. And that's 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 what I'm kind of railing against is this whole. Okay. Fanboys, no, I'm with you there. Man, yeah. Man, yeah. Metat- you see it on YouTube, like yeah, all the time.
0: That's why you don't read the comments. No. Yeah. Well, I and if, the, and creators, if the if the thumbnail it. has uh, the text is too big or somebody's making a face, don't watch that video. Yeah. Like. Just well, actually, ignore most the line of the, of the tech chips
4: then, because that's
2: like
0: or the, the first three seconds. Death and you, you yeah. just quit. Yeah. I'm sure there's context for it. Sometimes, like any time I see like the thumbnails, it's like all the, just like what the React videos do. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not watching this stupid <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs>
3: so.
0: But yeah, like I go into E3 and it's like, the vast short majority of this shit I'm not going to see for a long time. So I don't even have to put any like, even if I were to do it like emotional investment anything. It's like I look at the stuff that specifically has dates, and that's the stuff to worry about right now. Yeah. Like, especially those that are coming out in the next couple of months because I have to start thinking about, okay, which one am I going to put the money into? Because I'm not – like, I look at the Switch lineup, and it's like almost a game every week that they announced. And it's like I'm not going to buy all that fucking shit, especially yeah. with some of that I'm not that interested in.
3: Yeah.
0: Like, I don't care about Marvel Ultimate Alliance or, uh, you know, I might pass on Catan and some of that stuff. And it's like, you know, I'll just get, uh, you know, this game here, maybe this a couple weeks later. And it's like, this is just stuff that I know right now versus what what else gets announced. Cause like, I wasn't thinking Torchlight was ever going to come to consoles.
3: Yeah. Now it's well, like, hey, okay, at really the beginning of,
0: uh, beginning of September, well, fuck, Borderlands, eh, I could go for that. I could maybe not because I still have one and two to finish up. Hmm. Uh, I can punt on Borderlands for a bit.
3: Yeah. And because but, of uh,
0: Randy Pitchford
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's like there's two Diablo games coming out the same day. Mm-hmm. It's like I can get the one that's twenty bucks versus the one that's sixty and I'll have enough fun. Yeah. For the bit.
2: Yep. All right. So we're gonna wrap up for today and this week, uh well, and for Sunday as well, because we're not gonna be doing a show on Sunday. Uh yeah. I I'm gonna think... be
4: recuperating and drinking.
2: Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. yeah I think you guys have probably I'll probably uh, doing some streaming this weekend. Yeah. Because I want to show off the uh, the nuclear fallout mode.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh.
0: That's, I want to play some Cadence of Hyrule hmm. and see if we get any copyright strikes off of that. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, yeah, I've been getting more copyright uh, content ID things. I got one today for the Xbox One. <laughs> Guess who? Namco strikes again. again. <laughs> I think it's the DBZ video. There's like, it says copyright content 15 DBZKJP0610. And it's like, okay, that's the DBZ Kakarot thing. Yeah. And we got that weird Ubisoft email. It was like the content ID claim has been released. <laughs> and I didn't think I see anything different. So I don't know. I got one. I got some from Nintendo. There's one for a song, I guess. Yeah. High on Energy, I think it's one of the songs they used. Yeah. But also one for Damon X Machina. It's like,
4: okay. So like cancels out, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I guess, I idea. don't know. Yeah, copyright monetization purgatory. So we're going to wrap it up right here. So if you uh, haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can uh, do so on anchor.fm slash update where you'll find the subscribe links for a, a number of podcast carriers. So for uh, Patrick Mifflin, Chris Oloji, Teresa Sammons, and Leah Lam, we'll see you in a couple of weeks.